back again today. I have Eddie Ampolsky here with me. And we're gonna listen to some of his tunes to start this off. And this is my personal favorite Eddie song ever. Every time he brings it up, I'm like, that is a classic. I love this fucking record, bro. I do. It speaks right to me, Uh, 
Okay. Because I, I know that project came out April of last year, so probably towards the end of 2017, I think, or towards the beginning of 2018. It was probably more towards the beginning of 2018, because when I made that album, um, the fuck, why am I blanking on that album name? What is that? Is that a self-destruct? Or yes, that's a, yes, yeah. Self-destruct. Yeah, self-destruct, yeah. Yeah, there was like a month where I kind of just... <clears throat> I go through phases, bro, so... There was a month where I kind of just hit like grind mode. And I almost made that whole album in like a month. Not, And that's not a flex. It's not... Uh, I didn't do that, you know, just to like grind out an album in a month. That's just how it came out. So I think that was one of the songs in that month when I was kind of just cranking out a bunch of songs. I had done that one, Never Ending Road with Billy. There's one with Scott on there, Maple Skirp, that I did in the same month. And then one with Stiz. There was like four or five out of the nine that was like, it wasn't even a month. It was like all in the same week or two that I kind of just vibed. I found like all these beats at the same time and it all kind of just came together. But airplane mode, I remember, bro, I was recording it, and that was one of the first songs that I had, like, really tried to start singing on, and I was fucking nervous, dude, because I've always known I could rap, but, like, singing was something I, I knew I could do, but I hadn't tried it publicly yet, so, and it wasn't even public, it was just me and Bill in his room, but I was fucking airplane, and I was, like, shaking and shit, <laughs> and then... I finally got comfortable with it, and yeah, dude, it turned out, that's probably, like, top five for me. It's it's up there, dude. It's it's a banger, for sure. I like it a lot. That's good to hear. You know, that, that's one of your first records, and the fact that you still think it's, like, top five. It's not just, you know, like a one-and-done thing or, like, you know, yeah. anything like that. Um, I do want to formally introduce the podcast. Welcome to episode 37 of the Blake Mayfield Podcast. I am your host, Blake Mayfield. I'm here today with... You guessed it, Eddie Ampolsky. Eddie, how are you, man? I'm good. Going through it, but I'm good. I'm good. I'm happy to be on the show, bro. I'm fucking always honored when you asked me to be on. I was telling Blake we're like only two podcasters. That's no shade. It's from what I know. Yeah. I don't, I just don't. I think that's true, too. I don't see, because me and you are very aware, too, like, and we'll show love. Yes. So if anyone else, if a podcast pops up, like, we'll know about it. So... Uh, Blake has been doing the podcast a lot longer than me, and he, honestly, he kind of inspired me when I started my little show, so... Uh, oh, thank you, man. Yeah, bro, I appreciate you having me on, because it's always a good time. Yeah, for sure, absolutely. <laughs> uh, I do want to shout out the Spotify, SoundCloud, and Apple listeners. Thank you guys very much for streaming, downloading, having it in the background while you clean the house, whatever you're doing. Um, without further ado, I do want to get into the shits with Eddie, and he's closing the window real quick. Um... So, Ed, you have been dropping songs every Sunday, including, when this comes out, uh, Chasing You Will Already Be Out. I think this is, I'm going to yeah. drop this Monday or Tuesday of next week, because, okay. uh, you know, we're doing our shit after this, but yeah. um, you're doing the song a, a week idea for the whole year, Yeah. right? Yeah. So, what brings about that change compared to just dropping tape after tape or album after album once, twice a year? Well, I'm going to be honest, the, the thing that initiated it and gave me the quote-unquote idea is Russ. Uh, a lot of people don't like Russ, but whether you like him or not, you gotta respect the guy. He's, He's a pioneer. He pioneers, he hustles, um, and you know, Smoke Perp and all these other guys want to talk about... <laughs> no, 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 I, I love Smoke Perp. 
I love okay. Smoke Perp, so don't get me wrong, but I'm just saying Smoke Perp and all those other guys want to talk about quote unquote king of SoundCloud. Mm. Dude, statistically, if you run the numbers, like Russ is up there in terms of king of SoundCloud. Oh, but yeah. Regardless, I was watching this interview, I want to say it was with Joe Budden, and uh, I do not like Joe Budden. Uh, no? No. He just, I think he's such an asshole about things like. <laughs> cause, okay, here's the thing, bro. Like. You are, oh, when he comes out like that, like, my number one thought when I say this, I'm going back to that Yachty interview when he was on the Complex, complex show with Budden and Academics. Everyday Struggle, yeah. Yeah, and Budden was just, just grilling him, bro, being a fucking dick, and it's like, bro, you are the guy that everyone talks about when they're, like, roasting old heads and saying, like, you are not in touch with today's music, and... That's not their fault. You want to, like, roast every new rapper and be a dickhead about it. But that's... You're not in touch with it. That's all it is. It's not that they're not talented or whatever. It's that you're not in touch with it. But that's... Fuck that. That's Joe Budden. That's my opinion on him regardless. But I was watching this Russ interview. I'm not saying I'm Russ. I just related and I felt what he was saying. He's like, yo, I've been grinding. I've been hustling. He dropped 11 fucking albums, like you know, within a short amount of time that was getting no love, no attention, and he's like, when I went on SoundCloud, I noticed that all my plays and my most popular songs, regardless of how good the actual song was, it was the first song on the album, every time. Yep. He's like, it showed me the attention span of the listener and what they're really looking for, and he's like, it became obvious and apparent to me that what they're looking for is a single. All they want is a single. So he's like, I started dropping. And now it happened. He didn't have the plan of, I'm going to drop a song a week for a year straight. His was, I'm going to drop a song a week until I get the attention I think I deserve. And then I'm going to drop my album. So if that's a song a week for a year, if it's for five years, if it's for a month, like I'm going to do it. Um, For me, I just picked a year because I think that, I mean, to do it for a year straight, bro, Here's the thing, like, it, it's kind of finesse, like, to drop a song a week for a year straight, because to a listener, they're gonna see, oh my god, he's dropping a song a week, he's doing hella work, he's going crazy, when it's like, really, I've had almost all these songs prepared for the last year, and now I'm ready to just drop them, and I'm be doing other work within this year, you know what I mean, mm-hmm. but... Basically, I feel like Russ, dude, I, I put my heart and soul into, you know, self-destruct, into M.I.M., into the Pilot Gang mix, uh, into Nothing Ordinary, and I feel like uh, they're not getting, and it does get love, like, there's certain people like you, bro, going crazy over airplane mode, like, I do have these diehard fans that support me, bro, and I could drop straight trash, and they're still gonna be like, bro, that's fire, and I'm appreciative of them. But at a certain point, it's like, all right, when is it going to start growing? Because it gets frustrating, bro. Like, my first album I ever did, I sold my fucking car. I was 17, dude. Like, you know they're 17-year-old I know that's going to sell their car to fund studio time. They're not going to do it. The car's more You're not wrong. Yeah, no, I'm not, bro. And I know that. (laughs) And I know that, bro. And again, the reason me and Blake, like, I won't speak for Blake, but the reason I'm so out there and I say everything and I just don't care is because I've done enough research, bro, and I feel like I'm not just seeing one person not grind or two people not grind and do something. It's everyone collectively. 
Like, when I bring up, oh, okay, me and Blake are the only podcasters, because I'm fucking, I'm looking for this shit. I'm looking for new content. I'm looking for new people to follow, new people to work with, and I can't find them. So if you're there doing a podcast out there in Reading, you're doing it under a rock, because, like, I'm looking everywhere. You know what I mean? So when I talk about, oh, these rappers don't work hard, or what, I see it, bro. I see it. I work with it. You know what I'm saying? So... Anyway, my first album, I, I sold the car for, uh, to fund, and, like, I don't know, bro. I know no one's gonna love my music as much as I do. That's just physically impossible, because I'm the one creating it, funding it, like, obviously no one's gonna love it as much as I do, but it's fucking disappointing sometimes when you think, when I recorded Airplane Mode, bro, for example, because that was the first song that I recorded got it back mixed and mastered and I was like this is a hit because I've re- I probably recorded in you know like 30 40 songs before that one and I'd never felt like that before that one like genuinely where I was like this is a fucking hit got it back bro and then I drop it you know in the first couple of days it's only got like 100 views and it's like that is fucking that hurts now that was one of my first like major projects major songs so you can't get butt hurt after that but then when I'm consistently dropping good singles and good albums and it's still doing the same, it's like, all right, I got to switch up the approach. Because the thing that sticks with me, a quote that sticks with me, bro, is what's crazy is doing something over and over again and expecting a different result, right? Mm-hmm. So if I'm sitting here bitching and complaining, but I'm just still dropping album after album and doing the same damn thing, it's like, well, you're the one to blame, Ed. You know what I mean? But... You know, I wanted to switch up the approach, bro. So a song a week for a year straight. I think it, at one point, it started out as King was going to be an album. But I kind of just turned that into, I want that to be my new pilot gang. A new brand for me, you know. I want that to be something that, you know, I can sell merch off of and everything. And King is what I feel like I'm building. I feel like I'm building an empire. I'm building a big fan base. I'm building a legacy. And I want people to feel like when they listen to my shit or their fan of me, they're also kings and queens. Like, I want to make a whole women's side of our brand and call it queen as well. Like, I have a lot of big ideas, bro, but... That could be big. Yeah. That could be really big. Yeah. Probably sell a lot more. Yeah. If anything, clothing and stuff, yeah. And I have... So, for a king logo, I I had um, Jerry Gallagher. He's uh, the founder of uh, Moody Clothing. And I think, um, I think he's one of the biggest, like, local clothing guys up here. He made the logo, f- logo for me. And, um, so I have the King logo. It's like, you know, a yellow crown with all the jewels and shit. That's King, but for Queen, I'm gonna have him make the crown, like, all pink. And, like, I, I have ideas, bro. I think... I don't like saying, like, 2020 is gonna be the big year. I think it's just gonna be the start to something that finally happens for me. I don't think I'm going to sign a deal this year or anything crazy like that, but I do think that some shit's going to happen this year. It has to, bro. Like, you know, when you're dropping a song a week consistently for a year straight, you're building consistent consistency. You know, I have music videos that are going to, you know, uh, be in and out of the year. You know, I have shows that are that I'll filter in, so... I, it's all just about being patient and 
because I want to make it all happen now, but it takes a lot of time, bro, so. Yeah. I, I want to do it correctly, so it's going to take time. Patience is the big thing, I feel like, for, for all this. I, I'm in the same boat as you. You know, I'll go to the, one of the podcasts, and unfortunately, I can't look at our Spotify streams, which is the one I pump up the most. Really? So I think, yeah, it's weird. I, I mean, I don't know if you can at all, but I can't. I don't know how to view. I know how to get to Apple Podcasts. I know how to get to the SoundCloud, obviously, because they show it. I'll show you but, Spotify. I could probably show you. Okay. Right. Yeah, because I would like to know that. Yeah. But, you know, just the whole uh, being patient and just having to, you know, grind it out and, you know, not get any love, and but yeah. still knowing that... You know, even though it's not getting any love, maybe eventually it will. Or I love it so much, I don't give a fuck. And that's, you know, that's also another thing that I know you put into music and maybe even the podcast. Yeah. It's, you know, it's, you just have to have, it's not really an arrogance. It's just, you know, you have to be able to withstand, like you were saying, the bullshit, the criticism, the, the beefs, the people not even paying attention. I mean, yeah. I think that hurts more than people dissing, people not even giving a fuck. That's the yeah. worst. Yeah. If yeah. they love or hate you, at least they care. Well, it, when they don't care... It, it, yeah, the, the uh, like, quietness, the silence, the no love at all, no love or no hate, I think you're right, that hurts the most because, dude, like, 90, 95% of the time you're getting dissed on by someone, it's someone who's doing nothing, bro, I bet you- Like going to Shasta College for yeah, but, psychology. But even at that, it's like, dude, they could be the president of the United States, like, but I'm saying, like- I bet someone, if someone were to DM you and be like, bro, your fucking podcast sucks, like, this shit's whack. Bro, they've never done a podcast in their life. They don't know the first thing about it. And if they were to get on the mic, they'd probably be ten times worse than you. You know what I mean? So, like, because that's my point. It's like, I don't give a fuck. Like, if you're going to hate on me for podcasting or music, let's talk about you, motherfucker. Because I don't, I don't care. <laughs> I don't care if you're a lawyer or anything. Congrats, bro. Congrats. You're killing it in your field. I don't give a shit. You're talking to me about my music. What the fuck makes you qualified to have an opinion about music or the podcast? I mean, everyone can have an opinion, but, like, what makes you think that you know that shit so well? When I'm saying it, what they're not doing, you're not doing it. A lot of people that, oh, you should try this in your music or try that. And I'm not opposed, bro, to anyone giving that. Uh, ideas or anything, you know, but there's people who genuinely hate or like you shouldn't do this or you should do that, and it's like, bro, I wouldn't come in if you're a server at fucking Chili's, okay? I'm not gonna come in there, bro, and be like, hey, you should hold your tray like this, and you should ask if I want a drink like this. I'm not gonna tell you how to do your job, okay? Because podcasting for Blake and music for me. This, these are our jobs. We don't care. It's not about getting paid for us right now. I'm sure we'd love to in the end, but these are our That's jobs. That's the goal, yeah. Yeah, but these are our jobs. So we don't tell people how to do their jobs, bro. Like, and and I feel like a lot of people, you don't know how to take criticism. Yeah, I do. But, like, motherfuckers don't know how to, like, there's a difference between insulting and criticizing, bro. Just straight yeah. up, like, because I don't know if The you, lines are blurred, for sure. I, it's your show, so I don't know when you want to get into it, but, like, that kid Izzy threw a lot of shade, bro. And then he, you know, he starts talking shit, talking shit, and then he's like, you can't take criticism. I'm like, you didn't criticize me one time in there. You straight just insulted me. That's not, there's a difference, buddy. So, it's, yeah, but not to get too far off topic, but I agree with Blake, bro. It's uh, when people straight up ignore it, because I 
Mm-hmm. Again, I'm sure Blake feels the same way. We know y'all are seeing it. Like, if I if yeah. I if I post something and then I look at my insights and I see you know it has like a 500 person reach, right? It reached 500 different accounts, but I have 23 likes. Yeah, that fucking hurts, dude. Like, you know? Yeah. Uh, give me a minute. We uh, we'll pause it for one sec. And we're back. Um, so, I mean, yeah, if we want to transition from out of the uh, song of year idea, basically you got it from Russ and, and you think the strategy works. That's why you're doing it. Yeah. That, that, and cause I, I don't want people to, uh, you know, honestly, Blake, I think this year, dude, one of my biggest things is like, stop caring what people think. And I think oh my God, I'm working on it too. I've already, you know, a lot of me doesn't care what a lot of people think, but like there is a small part of me that still pays attention so I think I just need a hundred percent fully to stop giving a shit, but um, I don't want people to think that oh I'm just ripping off Russ. He was the inspiration for the idea, but I mean like I said I relate first and foremost. So the main reason I'm doing it is because people don't I'm not big enough yet. I'm not important enough yet, quote unquote, to get the attention to where people will give an album the love it deserves. So if I got to do you know. A one-song album f- per week. That's what I'll do. But yeah, it's Russ, and because yeah, bro, the the attention span is is not there right now. Um, so I mean, before we get into the to the little mix-up with Izzy, I did <laughs> want to ask you about just how you feel about the hip-hop scene and writing and whatnot. I remember, you came on my pod last year, and you you know kind of were saying more of the same things, but you weren't too happy. I remember. Yeah. I listened to one of your older shows after a concert, I think you did, and yeah. you were talking about how everyone was just looking at you like you're a ghost, and just, <laughs> yeah. they're just standing there, and it's like, what the fuck's going on? What are they doing? Yeah. Um, how do you feel about it now, a, a year later? You know, do, do you think anything's improved? Do you enjoy the shows more? Do you still think writing shows no love? Um, here, here's the other thing, and I, I, I will definitely answer the question. I just I want to say this real quick. Okay. Is that... So I just said, you know, part of my 2020 goals is not paying attention or caring what a lot of people think. The other part is, like, I need to stop investing so much of my energy into other artists, you know. And if I, if it is into other artists, it needs to be people that I fuck with, not the people I don't fuck with. So we could talk about Izzy and the other people up here. I just, and again, it's your show, so I'm not trying to direct it, but I don't want to spend too much time on it because... No, it's totally fine. I feel like that's been a lot of my career, bro, It's just been, like, bashing. Not even bashing, but just, like, talking about other people, and it's like, you know what? I have enough people that have my back, and I know in my head, like, I am a top two artist up here. So I don't need to prove myself. I don't need to, you know, talk about other artists. But, uh... What I will say, bro, is that right now, um, no, we could get into it. This is the last time I'm going to talk about it. This is the last time this kid's name is ever going to be in my motherfucking mouth. Okay. Uh, two people. We'll talk about Izzy in a second, but there's a kid, okay? His real name's Alex. Goes by Sad Exotic. I want to set the record straight right now. This is the only time I'm going to do it. So if you need a reference, it's going to be on Blake's show. Because I'm never going to talk about it again. Because I don't care about the kid. I don't like the kid. But I want this to be heard. Okay? My problem with Sad Exotic. And when I went on your show last year and I was talking about Makai, right? Everyone mm-hmm. thinks I had beef with Makai. Wrong. 
me and Makai go back to when it started. I mean, I've known the kid since I was in sixth grade. But when our music shit started, me and him, okay? That was when he was a freshman, I was a sophomore. That was long before a lot of these kids up here started rapping. That's a fact, dude. That's not me talking shit. That's a fact. So, when I have an issue with someone, bro, it's deep. It, it, there's a reason. It's not just fucking because... Dude, Blake was making music at one point, and I never at one <laughs> point was like, hey, kid, you know, fuck you or whatever, just because he makes music. <laughs> yeah. I would never do that, dude. There's, I'm. There's, Some of these dudes built their careers off that. Yeah, but... I need a reason, bro. I can't just come out here and, like, cause issues because you make music and I make music. That's asinine, dude. So, right? Because that's what everyone thinks, right? Everyone wants to come in yeah. my motherfucking DMs and be like, you have an issue with everyone. Bro, you don't know shit. And that's what I'm saying. I don't even reply to it because you don't fucking know. So, anyone that... Listen. Listen right now to what I'm saying because I'm explaining it, okay? Okay. My issue is Sad Exotic, right? He drops his first song. Okay. I thought it was fire. This is how it is with new artists up here. This is how it is every fucking time, dude. If I fuck with you, you make a song that I like, I'm going to DM you right away and be like, yo, that was fire, let's work. It's just that simple. It's just, it's quick, it's to the point. Yeah, that's how it should be, too. Yeah. Everyone works with each other up here. That's how it should be. That's how it should be. Yeah. Now, that's I, not how it is. No, no, no. So I, I heard the song, thought it was fire, messaged him, right? And I was like, Exactly what I just said. Hey, it's fire. I think we should work together. Whatever. Okay. <clears throat> this kid had never done a show. Never fucking put this. He only had one song out on SoundCloud, which anyone can do. Bro, me and Blake can, for two minutes, literally shit into a mic and put it on SoundCloud. They have no policy. They have no nothing, dude. You can upload whatever you want to it. So anyone can be a SoundCloud artist. Okay? My point is, it's not hard. He uploads one song. To SoundCloud. I hit him up. He says, hey, message my manager. And I go, that's fucking weird. You have a manager? For what? What is he managing? You've done nothing. You have nothing. Okay, fine. I'll message your manager. It's another 19-year-old kid who just graduated Shastai who knows nothing about the industry in terms of being a fucking manager, right? So why are you even existing in, like, in this regard? Hey, man. I like your client's music. Uh, can we make a song together? <laughs> no, I, I cannot make this up. This kid, Travi, the manager, messages me back and says, yeah, 500 for the feature. And I said, is that a joke? He said, no. And I said, okay, I'm not <laughs> ever going to do that, ever. Right? Here's the thing, right? Let me break this down for you guys. I'm going through every little detail of this because I don't want to get second-guessed. Okay? Well... He's a good artist. Why wouldn't you pay that? Okay, the only person from Reading right now that could lo logically charge 500 and it makes sense is Paris. It's the only person. That's a fact. If you're charging me 500 right, this is a business. You want to get paid? So let's treat it like a business. Why the fuck am I paying you 500 That five is. Am I going to make that 500 back? Are you going to get me $500 worth of views by being on that track as a feature? Are you going to get me enough attention to where I can go charge 500 as a feature? Are you picking up what I'm putting down? Absolutely. Where the fuck, logically, what, why would I spend 500 At that point, I'm only doing it to literally get you on the song. So, no. 
Okay. Yeah, you don't even know if you're getting a good verse or a Nothing hook or whatever, whatever you're requesting. But yeah, you don't even know if you're getting a good product back. What the fuck? And yeah. Travi, bro, not meaning to throw shade, but y'all want to talk shit, so let's do it. We, we can get real for a sec, right? <laughs> Travi is a fraud. Kid wants to say he mixes and masters all this fucking bullshit. I took him up on it, right? Because, again, when I see a new artist, a new engineer, a new videographer, let's work, bro. And if you're mixing and mastering, I'll pay you. That's a service. I'll pay you for that. Yeah. He wants $60 for a song to get mixed and mastered. I say, okay, send him the $60. He says, bounce it this certain way and send it to me. He says, bounce it as an MP3. Now, if you're sending an audio file, right? Now, I'm going to lose a lot of listeners here, but I'm a real artist, so I know what I'm talking about. This kid is a fucking engineer. He didn't even know what he was talking about. Hey, man, send the song as an MP3. Okay. Now, right off the get, I know that's incorrect. You are supposed to uh, bounce the whole file and then zip it, compress it, right? When you send it, it's going to be about 180 megabytes, somewhere around there. I bounced as an MP3. It was like 4 megabytes. So I knew the file I was sending was absolutely incorrect. He's not going to be able to mix a master of this. I send it. He sends me back, like, my lyrics are like 30 seconds off place from the beat. Like, the beat was, like, chopped up. It was, like, not what I sent him at all. He ends up, he's like, honestly, I can't figure it out. I'm just going to send you your money back. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. All right. That's the, cool. He was trying to sabotage you, you think? Right, right. Great, great job there, bud. You really knew what you were doing there. So, I do Makai's show, right, in Anderson. Sad Exotic opens up for Makai. He does one song. What a fucking set. Wow, three-minute set. Really killed it there, bud. I killed my set, as I do. I'm not being cocky, Blake, but I've been performing for years now. I know I can perform. I'm listening to you, bro. Yeah. I believe you. Yeah. yeah. For so sure. I killed my set, bro, and Travi comes up after the show. Hey, man, do you want to perform with us? Like, you can open up for our show, whatever. That'd be really cool. Yeah, I'm down. Let's fucking rewind just a month before. I had just asked your artist for a feature. You want to charge me 500 but now you expect me to open up for you for free. I did it. I fucking did it. And I still did the show for them. Um, now, the whole reason that... The whole reason... Because I was never going to fucking put my opinion out there. But y'all need to open your fucking mouths. And you guys had to start shit. Because some little bitch named Izzy... Like, they wanted to stick up for Izzy. Which we're about to talk about in a sec. But that's why Sad Exotic doesn't like me. He's like, you were talking shit about my boy Izzy. I said, yeah. Did I mention you one time? Because I'm about to mention you now. But I, I didn't before. So what the fuck? But now, I told you all that story, right? The whole $500 and everything. Now, I'm not the only artist. I won't throw other people under the bus, but I'm not the only artist that Sad Exotic. I'm like the third artist up here that Sad Exotic has told $500 for a feature. Now, my problem with Travi and Sad Exotic. You guys just started out, okay? Alex has less than 10 songs on SoundCloud. He's done three shows now altogether. He has no music videos out. He has nothing on Apple. He has nothing on Spotify. Okay. He's very, very small in turn. I tried to tell Paris and Mackay this, even when they were blowing up, even when Paris signed his deal, I was like, bro, you're still not shit. In terms of the big picture, we are all still nothing. So chill, chill, bro. Get off the high horse, chill. So my whole problem with Sad Exotic and Trav is that this is all a get rich quick scheme to them. They see that they see a lane that they can easily do. The whole depressed, sad boy bullshit lane that everyone's trying to do. Pete passed away. 
and you guys are trying to rip that off. I'm not afraid to say it. I'll say it right here, and I stand behind that shit. What Peep did, no one's going to do that ever again. Peep did it, no one else is doing it. You guys got that? Get it through your fucking head. Because especially, if Peep was still alive, you guys might be able to knock him off. You might be able to imitate him. But him dying solidified his lane. No one ever is going to be able to do that again. The sad boy, depressed boy, goth, emo, rap shit. Because that's what they're trying to do, bro. I promise you. And But when you come out and you drop one single song on SoundCloud, and you have a manager. full. I've been doing this seven years. I don't have a manager. I don't charge for shows. I don't charge for features. And that doesn't have to do anything with my talent. It's because that's not what music is about at this stage of our careers. It's not a get-rich-quick scheme. So in terms of Sad Exotic and Trav, again, I don't want to talk about any artists too much, but that's my problem with them. I've told them they're talented. They've got momentum. They're doing a lot of things the right way. But this right here is pissing off a lot of people. There's an artist down in LA, Nine Clouds, who I love. I fuck with her a lot. She's a great artist. And again, she's been doing this longer than them. She's more my style. I've been doing this a long time, been grinding. I don't charge no one. Bro, they asked her to do the show that I was on as well. She drove up here from LA, paid for her own gas, paid for her hotel, you know, did all that shit just to perform for them. She didn't even get a fucking thank you, bro. Like, you know what I mean? Like, so... People are going to find that out about, about those guys, though. Sounds oh, like. yeah. Because if they deal with everyone that way, I mean, it's, only time's going to tell. And I, I don't even know who you're talking about, but I, it just sounds like... Of course you don't. <laughs> I, I mean, you know, I'm not trying to diss, I just don't know. No, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But, but yeah, it's just the Get Rich Quick stuff. It's, yeah, it's it doesn't last long. It's, it's the same, you know... It's not about how I'm looking at music right now is almost like how sports was for Blake and I when Blake and I were like, you know, eight, nine years old. Music is like the come up right now where it's so easy that everyone can do it. So everyone thinks they can do it. Everyone goes out, buys a little laptop, buys a mic. But that's where, that's the thing, man, is that the more people that flood the scene and oversaturated, the talent will prevail. You know, the more people that yeah, play, you know, the more people that play basketball, you're gonna realize the special one. He's gonna stand out. It's the same thing with music, right? Everyone is making the same bullshit ass music right now, and I feel like I'm the only one, at least up here, making something that's not even remotely close, dude. Like, I don't know anyone up here that can spit because I feel like everyone up here is just trying to do this little peep fucking juice world, like. And I love both of those artists. I'm not hating on either of those artists. It's just what everyone sounds like right now. And it's lame to me. Because it is the wave. Because Juice and Peep, when they came up, they were innovators, right? They didn't come up and they weren't trying to rip anyone off. They are being themselves. That's how music should be. You don't. You can draw inspiration, right? You could draw inspiration. You shouldn't imitate, though. You shouldn't fucking knock anyone off. So... But I just got way off topic, bro. To answer your question about the music scene up here, honestly, Blake, I'm be real, bro. I feel like it's just me right now. It's me, and it's a sad exotic kid. And you haven't even heard of them, but it's really, you know, and that's not trying to throw shade. I mean that in terms of doing it. I'm sorry, there's one other one. Uh, Loser Not Really. It's a kid. That's his actual name. It's like Loser Not Really is his name on Instagram. He's pretty fire. Uh, I have a track coming out with him next month. 
Other than us three, I don't know anyone else up here that's like genuinely trying to do this and putting in the effort and the work. So, you know, my goal, bro, my ultimate end goal is to hopefully move to LA and do what I gotta do and get attention down there. But I would love to put this city on because I think there's talent up here. I think, you know, there is. Whether it's musically or uh, athletically, artistically, there's a lot of talent, a lot of intelligence up here. But I think Reading's biggest problem is like motherfuckers are scared, like they're they're like scared to like of the reaction they'll get or the hate they'll get, and it's like it is real. I mean, that's a real concern to have. But yeah, if, like you were saying, if you do want to get to a certain level or you know get past a certain place, I mean, you have to face that head on. Well, let me ask, bro, you something. When you okay. started the podcast, were you nervous? About no. That? I, I only wasn't nervous because I actually did one with my my old friend Jesse. Shout out Jesse if you listen to it all. I did one with him back in like 2015. And we did like I think 30 episodes that year. We'd come in you know once every week or two and just, just totally shoot the shit. No microphone, no laptop. I recorded that off like my Samsung Galaxy S5. Like, <laughs> that's, was, I, that's how I started. Yeah, just like some started from the bottom shit. And yeah. so I was already kind of comfortable with it. What always got more... I guess hate, and I don't really want to call it hate because I mean it's not always hate. But what got more criticism and negative attention was my music. And I mean, admittedly, my music was shit. Looking back, I, I don't even want to listen to my music. <laughs> you know, I, I don't. Like I have two or three songs where it's like, okay, I can revisit this. Yeah. Like if I had a girl, I could show her this if she asked. Like you know. Yeah. But besides that, I'm not showing anybody shit because it it was bad. Yeah. But I kind of knew what I was doing with the podcast, and I I've always thought, and people around me have always thought, like my mom and just family and even like my friends and stuff they they think that you know broadcasting and podcasting that's more my lane than trying to make music for you i feel like yours is making music because you can channel your feelings and your soul and your pain and whatever into the music better than talking it out me i think i'm better talking it out rather than giving it to you in a three minute song yeah it's just all about you know talent and how you can present it i just think i present it better this way but no i i I, you know it does sound a little arrogant maybe but i mean i don't care I, i i knew once I did this, especially because I got, uh, you know, I don't know if you know Billy and Patrick in the morning, Q97 yeah, Country, yeah. getting Billy on my very first episode. I mean, I saw that. That's no one crazy. else has no. done that shit, no. you know? I mean, if I were to talk my shit a little, it's like no one up here has landed anything like that. You know, I did that shit at 19 years old. Yeah. You know, I was, I was working at a fucking, I was working at the Kia dealership, like when I met him. Like, I was doing, making minimum wage, fucking stepping on gum all day, vacuuming cars, like just grimy, you know, just from the bottom. And, now in 2020, you know, hoping to just expand it and whatnot. But, uh, yeah, I, I, I hear what you're saying about that. And I, it is easy for me, the podcast. Yeah. I'm more comfortable with this to answer your question. Well, just, I think it reaches a point, too, because you said it a few minutes ago where it's like you just reach a point, too, where it brings you so much joy that you don't care. Like, like dude, I listen, you know, I listen to Thug and all these other guys and shit and everyone but, um, dude, I listen to myself, like, ugh, this is gonna sound really narcissistic, but I listen to myself, like, <sighs> a lot. I also don't have a streaming service right now, so that doesn't help, you know, me listen to the big guys, but, yeah, I mean, dude, my music, when I make a new song, bro, like, I showed you that song, Ballin', yes. when I made that, I li- that was, like, literally the only song I listened to for, like, three days straight. I was like, dude, this is the best thing I've ever heard. Like, I don't know, dude. It's like when you do it yourself and you know, because again, I don't want to speak for Blake, but at least myself with 
when I have a podcast or a song, even though it's me, I am able and I am humble enough. I'm humble enough and cocky enough in the same sentence to, like, know when I have something really good. And then, like Blake said, like, talking about his old music, when I'm like, fuck, like, this is not the one. Because, dude, I even have songs, like, right now in my phone from the last couple months, like, new, like brand new songs that I'm probably never going to put out because they're just not... They're cool. They're just not... Yeah. You know? All artists have that, too. Yeah. You have to. All artists. You have to. So, that's why I'm never, like... Because, bro, you keep saying, like, not to sound arrogant. I stopped caring about that. Because I know in my head, I'm not... Like, Blake follows me on IG. Bro, I'd be wilding on my IG. Sometimes (laughs) I'll I'll be talking shit. Like, I don't... I don't care, bro. And it's not that I don't care and, like, fuck you. Like, what are you going to do about it type of way? It's just, like... I don't care, bro. It's, I've posted it a billion times. If you don't like it, unfollow me. I don't give a shit, dude. I've never been the one to give a fuck if I have 10,000 followers or 10. Because I know, like, I have, I just put it on my IG last week, bro. I know in my soul, I have people like you. I have people like Billy and Stiz. And I'm not going to go through the whole list, bro. But I have a solid amount of friends and family. And I Let's be real, I don't have any actual blood family. Like, they all don't fuck with me. When I say family, it's people like Stiz and Billy and, you know, people I consider like brothers. So, I got people like you guys, bro, that I know will always have my back. When you have a diehard, like, friend base or fan base, like, you don't care. I don't care, bro. Like, when Izzy, like, I'm very surprised I made that diss track because I usually don't even, like, stoop to even giving a shit about that type of stuff. I just, you know... It was the one time I was like, I'm going to give this a little bit of attention. I'm not going to ever do it again, but it felt good, dude. <laughs> like, I, Let's get into it, man. Yeah. I mean, because I, I was going to bring that point up. That was, I think, as far as actual diss tracks, that was your first and I mean, it sounds like maybe only one. And yeah. I, I mean, I think everyone was surprised when you were just like, fuck, I'm just going to put out a track and eight hours later, the track was yeah. out. It was yeah. like, oh shit, like you really did the song, which by the way, fire song. Thank uh, you. Did he reply at all? <laughs> <laughs> Y'all want to hear some motherfucking savagery, bro? (laughs) That's a no, but yeah, go ahead. No, he did not. Okay. So, what happened was, right, I fucking, no, this kid, uh, sorry, I'm pausing a little bit, I was was rolling a blunt here. Um, this kid, I I remembered him from my DMs a few months back, because a few months back I had posted, I was like, why, (laughs) I said, why do I only attract girls with daddy issues? And I rem- I don't know why I remember this so vividly, but he, he replied to my story and he was like, cause they're so easy. And I was like, who the fuck is this kid? Like, the fuck up. Like, all right. What was that? Like? That's random. Yeah. I was like, what was that? I've never, never met the kid. I don't know him at all. So I was like, okay. So I didn't pay that any mind. I could, right? I don't give a shit. Whatever. So now what made me make the diss was I put up a post, right? People, like, my friends like Blake and, like, Billy and the people that actually fucking sit down and talk with me, they understand what I say when I when I post this type of shit, right? When I say it, I, I wasn't even being like that, bro. I fucking posted that. All I said was, it's funny that after me and Makai started rapping, I feel like a bunch of other kids our age started rapping. The fuck? Can you even argue with that, Blake? Like, 
Honestly. I can't. And I felt the same way going to Anderson. All the little kids in Anderson started rapping and whatnot. And some of them were good, you know. Even the ones that dissed me were really good. But then I started doing it, it seemed like, after someone led the way. Which is how it goes. And it's not... And again, like what Blake just said, it's not... I was talking nothing about talent. I was merely just, like, saying what I saw. Hey, it's crazy that all these kids came up after me and Makai. I wasn't saying y'all sucked. I wasn't saying none of that. I was just saying, I feel like me and him did it first. And if you go back, dude, our first song together was in 2015. Dude, it's on Nothing Ordinary, me and Makai. Like, it's 2020 now. That was five years ago. And if you look at all these artists that popped up in between now and 2015, you know, it, it speaks for itself. So, the, yeah. That's all I'm trying to say. You want your credit as like a, a pioneer almost, as far as just yeah. influencing people to be themselves. Because I think that's what yeah. it is. Just yeah. influencing them to not make your kind of music or anything, but just have the courage to do it in the first place. Yeah, and yeah. hey, hey, ain't nobody ripping off me. You can't, bro. You can't imitate me, guy. Because I do have songs. I have songs like Ballin'. I have songs like Airplane Mode. I have songs like Too Busy. And then I have songs where I fucking spit my ass off. Makai ain't doing that. Sad Exotic ain't doing that. No one's doing that. They're all very, you know what you're going to get from them. You don't know what you're going to get from me on the mic, so you can't imitate me. So I don't want no credit for being like everyone trying to be like me. I don't think there's been one artist that's tried to be like me, so let's chill with that. Uh, okay. But Izzy saw that post, and he was like, you need to calm the fuck. Dude, he, his first two words in the DMs, it was a long message, but the first two words were kindly shut the fuck up. And then he started going off. You're not a god. You need to stop. Like, I hate that you call yourself a king. You're not this. You're not that. Bro, just talking that shit. And I was like, okay. Well, I was like, oh, he said, and that was something I said in the diss. I said, I've been making music since like 2012. Because in the DMs, in his first message, he's like, you don't even know shit. I've been making music since 2012. I used to freestyle with Makai back in high school. Bro. You want to talk about kindly shut the fuck up? Everybody in this town, shut the fuck up, bro. Everyone clings on to Makai. Like, I used to do this with Makai. I used to, I'm like, I don't give a fuck that you used to, I don't care. Because his, this is another thing. Izzy, if you ever hear this, bro, you are a bitch-made motherfucker, bro. You are a pussy, bro. His fucking girl was in my DMs trying to fight me. But he blocked me and he wouldn't have it. He was not messaging me, but his girlfriend was trying to throw hands with me. His girlfriend, though, was like, you don't know shit. Same shit. He used to freestyle with Makai back in high school. Why Why does that matter, dude? I'm about to have an aneurysm. That doesn't, I don't care. <laughs> that makes no sense. I don't give a fuck. And P.S., bro, I asked Makai if he knew who Izzy was. He said no. Just on record. I'm just putting that out there, bro. But it's fucking... So, yeah, he's talking all this shit, and then I, I fight people with logic. If you want to argue with me, bro, I'm be logical. I was like, okay. So, you know, we're going back and forth, whatever, and then Izzy starts backtracking. Like, text after text, he's just slowly backing off. He's like, no, I'm not trying to say that. No, you're misinterpreting. No, dude, you can't even take constructive criticism. And I'm like, okay, motherfucker. So, it just got to a point where he blocked me, whatever. He was done with the conversation. I was like, I'm going to make a diss about him. I found this, and it was all organic, bro. I didn't, we weren't having the conversation. I was like, I'm gonna make a diss about him. We had the conversation, and I, I was fucking pissed for like 
probably the rest of the night. I was like, I was in a mood. But I put on a beat and I heard this beat and I was like, I just started writing. And like halfway through the song, I was like, I have a diss track on my hands. And then I like, and then by then, I recorded half of it. I was like, yeah, I got, this is a diss track. So then I ended up finishing it and then it became the goal. But that's another thing, bro. I mean, Blake is not capping, dude. We had that argument, uh, Izzy and I, and then literally the next day my song was out. I, 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 I encourage you guys, please, bro. DM me, DM Blake, email us, text us, please. If you have ever seen another Reading artist do that, let us know. Because I promise you, you haven't. But if you know anyone that has, let us know. And that's the other thing, Blake, is that a lot of people up here get excited about bullshit, right? You, I could get, yeah. I could get views. I could get half the views I got on that song just because it's a diss, right? Yeah. Or just because probably more than that. Yeah. Just because it's negative and, and it's people drama. love it. And it exactly it's and drama. It's drama. People love drama and negativity. They but love if, it. If you sit there and listen to the song. Bro, I don't know that kid, like, at all. I don't know anything about him. I know nothing. That diss was fire as fuck, bro. Like, the actual content was fire. And I know nothing. I fucking, I just had a simple DM conversation with him. So, you know, um, it's funny, bro. I, when Blake got to my house, we were talking about Izzy for a minute. I didn't even know you knew him. I think that's hilarious. I barely know him. I just remember, like, back in the day... Him making music and stuff, and I mean, I, he never even reached out to me on. Has any... he even ever released anything? I don't remember. I really don't know. I think he went to Enterprise. I I, I really know next to nothing about the kid. I just know his name. I remember when you brought him up. Uh, I just I was like, oh, he's still making music. Like, yeah. wow. And then the you know the song, and that was it. But yeah, I think I really wanted to make this this because honestly Blake I, I'm just being honest with Blake because I feel like if I'm gonna put this shit out on anyone's podcast I would want it to be his because I'm being real with myself and I don't want to really tell anyone else this shit on the podcast like if anyone deserves to have this content it's Blake to me not anyone else so thank you I I don't know bro I was doing too much last year I was talking too much I was on the gram too much so when I put out this disc it was like kind of a change of the tide for me, in a way. I was like, I'm gonna put out this dish, and it's kind of my way of like, I'm done talking. Like, because every time I get mad at another artist or someone up here, I go on the gram or whatever. So now it's like, all right, you know what? Hmm. You wanna slide in my DMs, bro, and you know, you wanna talk all this shit, blah, blah, blah. I'm just gonna fuck it. I'm gonna murder you on the mic, bro. That's all it is. And you know what's funny? Is it turned into some, to some Redding bullshit, dude. I'm gonna pull up. Blah, blah. Fucking blah, dude. Sad, exotic, fucking bitch ass. Bro, he slides in my DMs. That's my boy. All this bullshit. It's like, bro, shut the fuck up and let your boy take the L. Unless you want me to hop on the mic. Because I, I do know shit about you, bro. And I actually do know who I'm talking about when I talk about sad, exotic. So I can, I can make a real diss track about you. So unless you want to shut the fuck up and get out the DMs, bro, get ready. Everyone wants to fight. It's weird to me, Blake. It's weird energy. It's like... It is weird. A lot of people are fucking weirdos around here. But that's how it's been. They don't support shit. They just want a negativity. They'll support it if it's drama, like the diss track. But if it's like anything positive or you're just talking about sports with my buddy Steve, no one's going to give a fuck. But that's my whole life growing up, bro. It's like... Everyone... I'm smart, bro. I'm smart. 
I'll, I'll fucking out-logic someone any day in an argument. And they'll always, every time, get so mad to where they'll just ball up their fist and be like, let's go. And I'm like, bro, you're, you're literally stupid. Like, you literally, you can't even hold the conversation. You're so dumb that you want to punch me in the face. You can't comprehend what I'm saying. That's not my problem. Just like this, bro. Like, you know, uh, now, Sad Exotic is mad because his name was in my mouth and I was talking shit about him, which was never true, bro. He said, he, <laughs> I was like, so he's like, Izzy told me that uh, you've been talking all this shit and been running your mouth about me. And I was like, Izzy, the kid I just fucking made a diss track about? Oh, isn't that funny that he's saying I'm talking shit about you? Of course. Why wouldn't he, bro? I just dissed the fuck out of him. Yeah. I was like, here's the thing, Alex. If you want to pull up, pull up. But don't be... <laughs> Alex. Yeah, bro. Sorry. Alex. <laughs> sad, exotic. You fu- you're so tough, bud. But if you want to pull up, pull up, bro. That's the thing. Because he, <laughs> he knows where I live. He, he gave me tickets to sell at a show that he came to my house to give me the tickets. So, you want to be this, like, badass, tough kid, you know where I live. If you're really that tough, you would just pull up and beat my ass. You wouldn't even say anything. But the reason I'm talking that shit is because you're not going to do it. Um, anyway, bro, I said, you know, Alex, if you want to pull up and beat my ass, you, you do what you got to do, bud. But you're going to go around fighting basically everyone every day for the rest of your life. Yeah, a whole lot of people. You're an artist, bud. You're an artist. Whether you're an artist, or you're a podcaster, you're an actor, actress, whatever the fuck. Even if you're a waitress, bro, at a restaurant, you are going to get criticized every day. Yep. You gotta learn It's to, true. You gotta learn to deal with it. And it's Or don't pro- do it if you can't handle it. Yeah, and it's probably fucking hypocritical coming from me, but it's different with me because I think I know I just don't wanna give any of that attention at all anymore. But in the past when I did, I wouldn't give just anyone attention. It would just be a certain motherfucker that's like really thinks he's like that dude or something but dude i get those types of dms every fucking day trust me guys i don't i pay attention like probably five percent of them now i'm gonna pay attention to zero but in the past it was like five percent but i definitely never not once bro and i promise you that i stand by in the statement i have never dm someone back and been like let's fucking fight like that's stupid bro that's fucking stupid dude like if you're a real artist, and I'm a real artist, and y- you really think you're that shit, let's do it on the mic. But you're not going to do that, bro. No one's ever done that. And I promise you this, Blake. If is if the roles were reversed and Izzy were to put out track on me, I would have put out one, you know. I wouldn't be doing all this, bro. I would not have my girlfriend DMing him, being like, I'm going to beat your ass. Like, it's <laughs> weird, bro. You're fucking weird, bro. But do you ever... Do you ever get tired of doing the the negative shit and and having to deal with all the hate and stuff to do? I mean, I'm not I'm not saying it seems like you enjoy it, but do you ever just you know say fuck? I'm just not gonna make a song. I'm just not gonna reply whatsoever. I mean, it sounds like that's what you're gonna try and get into this year. But yeah. does it ever just get to a point where it's like you don't want to do music anymore? You don't want to do it just because there's too much bullshit involved? Yeah. Or can you still look past it? Uh, yeah, it does. Um, there's a couple you know, different answers to that question. The first part is what you just said. Uh, yeah, bro. I mean, I reached that point at the end of 2019 where it's like, fuck, man, I'm just, I'm over it, bro. I'm over it. I don't care. And it just clicked in my head. It's like, you know what? I hold myself to this standard and none of these artists are reaching it. Why even bother? You know, basically when I made the Izzy diss, I was like, this is it. Right? 
This is going to prove everyone to shut the fuck up, and at the same time, it's done. It's closing it. It's not... It's over for me in terms of, like, paying attention to any of that fucking drama, right? Basically, this year, uh, I don't know if I should even say this, but if you really want to get me riled up and you really want me to pay attention, talk about my mom. Like, that's the only way. And then I'm going to fucking kill you. <laughs> like, for real. Like, you want it, you want, if you want to get me riled up, bring up my mom, and then I will throw hands with you. But that's about it, dude. Like, other than that, it's all talk, it's all noise. Do I ever want to quit music? Because of the negativity and the, and, and the bullshit, at least no. up here. No. Okay. Ne- never, never because of the negativity. Um, the only reason would be sometimes is just because I feel like, it's like, I'm just at a dead, uh, uh, infinite dead end. Like that, like in ter- more of what we're talking about in terms of like not getting anyone to listen or show any love or like any type of like attention at all. That's where it gets me to where it's like, God damn, bro. Like, uh, all this music and everything I've done for music videos, like every dime I've ever put into anything music related, I can almost promise you it's probably over $10,000 up to this point. Yeah, bro, at a certain point, it gets really defeating, and it's like, this is like, this is awful. This is awful. Dude, it's fucking degrading. Because I'll spend, I will spend, I'm not exaggerating, literally hours sending a post or a story. Like, Like last weekend, for example, when I dropped Too Busy, between Snapchat, Instagram, and I made a Twitter just to send these DMs. And then, because I hate Twitter. I think it's the most toxic social app I do too. ever created. I don't have it. I think it's I'll never really have Twitter bad. again. I think it's really bad. Yeah. Dude. I won't have any of it if I could, but I have this, so. I think, so that's just yeah, me. and I wouldn't, I think, I'm just, I think, honestly, I have, like, a partial addiction to Instagram. And that's partially because of where I'm at in life right now, and I'm not working, and I just have all this time on my hands, but... If I wasn't doing music and I didn't need to promote anything, I wouldn't have any social media, dude, because it's fucking... Yeah. I, I hate it. But, yeah, um... Exactly. Fuck, what was I saying? We were talking about, uh, just, uh, all the money and time you invest into music and, and yeah. it gets defeating and... Yeah. yeah. Oh, 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 send in the DMs. Right, I got so, you. yeah. Uh, I mean, dude, I probably sent, like, 300 DMs. Over each platform, I don't have 300 friends on Snapchat. I just sent it to every friend on Snapchat, but I'm taking the time out of my day. And the thing is, Blake, people act like it's fucking... Dude, all I need you to do is this. That's a double click if you couldn't hear that on the mic. It's, like, so easy, bro. Or share it on your story. Are you that self-conscious of your profile to where... Am I so lame that, like, you can't show me off on your profile? Does that make sense to you? Get what I'm saying? Yeah. For sure. Yeah, absolutely. To like, I like, feel the same way. Oh, share the Blake Mayfield. And it's only on there for 24 hours. You're not reposting it on your feed. It's on your right. story, dude. Like, for yeah. fuck's sake. It's on... And people don't understand. You doing that brings me like 100 extra views every time. Just that little 24 hours you shared that. That brings me like 50 to 100 extra views. And you have to think about it this way. What I try to explain to my fans and my followers is that I have 600 followers, right? If I have, let's just say I have a follower named David, right? And David has 3,000 followers. And only 300 of those followers are mutual. 
between us. That means 300 of his followers follow him and me. 2,700 people, if he shares my shit, are going to see my post that would not have seen it before. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yep. Because he, they're not following me. They're following him. And they're not mutual. People don't understand that. So if I get five people, right, and they each have 100 to 200 non-mutual friends between, right, that's a thousand fucking people that weren't seeing my story that... Now do. Right. Yeah. So it's like... It's a lot. People don't get that, and that's free, bro. And I've even offered people... I'm not... There's no cap. I've had, like, 50 extra dollars, right, uh, that I've had, like, allotted to music promotion if I'm budgeting for a month, right? Okay, I'm going to have $50 at the end of the month that I could do whatever I want with in terms of promotion. However, I can do that. I have literally offered people, hey, bro, I'll, sli- I'll cash out you $5 right now to share this on your story. They're not famous or nothing. It's like someone like me <laughs> and you with, like, 500 followers. Yeah. But I need the attention that bad Then like, I will fucking give you money, bro. Like, you know, so. And then people still won't do it. And then at that point, it's really, bro, it's like, oh, yeah, this is, like, kill myself defeating it's like am i fucking then it starts really you know fucking with your mental bro which i'm sure you've had issues with in terms of like is this still do is this podcast bad dude like is it am i not doing good enough like it gets deeper than that and i'm sure you you know you probably were about to say but it gets it's it gets to you know your heart and soul and like you question your own character and your own yeah fucking sanity after a while and it's like oh, yeah. i'm just doing a podcast yeah. i'm not out here talking shit i'm not out here doing some weird illuminati fucking bullshit in the hills like yeah it's like i'm just literally making a podcast in my living room or my kitchen and it's like yeah reading shows no love whatsoever it, it's it is very disappointing but i mean that's also i think you know like me things. and you need each other in a way you know, for yeah. that kind of stuff. And there are some people who are good for it. You know, Stiz is always good for it. Yeah. We, you know, I'm sure you have personal friends I will always yeah. share and, and, you know, whatnot. But it does get a little, you know, you question a whole lot of things after a while. For sure. Well, and the other thing that's frustrating is, like, I'm just being brutally honest today. So, let's keep the train rolling. Um, <laughs> look, man, I wouldn't say I was jealous of Makai. I was just, um, I don't know the word, man. I was like, I guess it was a little bit of jealousy, but it wasn't to the point where everyone thinks, because I was, I was so proud of him at the same time, but of course, bro, there's going to be a little bit of you that's like, damn, I, I wish, you know, I'd like to experience that, so I think another thing that gets, uh, like, discouraging, bro, is that we see, you know, maybe someone that just started out, and then they get hella love, or... You know, a thing that kills me about Reading is that you ain't going to get that love till it's already, like, too late. Like, Makai didn't really start getting, like, hella love from Reading until he was in L.A. Yeah, ironically. Yeah, and it's like... Same with Paris. Oh, yeah, same thing, bro. Um, Bigger with Paris. He was a fucking engineer. He engineered my shit. Exactly. No one even... Dude, when Paris was... I've known Paris for years. Yeah, dude, when when Paris and Makai were in Reading, Makai was the star. So when Paris, like, signed that deal and he was getting Post Malone and all that shit, I was like, everyone was like, what the fuck? Like, you know? So for people to come out in Reading and be like, it's like, no, 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 no. Yeah. We all, there was not, you couldn't have been fucking with Paris because he didn't have any music. It was, like, literally impossible. But it's frustrating because it's like, Reading should be the place that we're getting supported first, Right. Because we show all this love, dude. We talk about Redding in every fucking episode. Or we do it in songs. We shout him out. Like, 
you know? And then, if you go back to my first mixtape, bro, I remember I had my, I had Flyers for Nothing Ordinary out in uh, Smoker's Paradise, in um, uh, Dark Side, fucking um, uh, Redwood Soul, um, Lakewood Liquor, like, just all these, like, local places that are only in Reading, you know? So, like, I don't know, bro. I try to do what I can and put on Reading and shit, and it's just, it is exhausting, bro, not getting that back. And I don't do it to get it in return. You just kind of expect it when it's your hometown, bro. And it's like, I'll just never agree with it. Always be hard-headed about it. Like, anyone else I talk to about it, they're like, that's just how it is. Like, your hometown's always last to catch on. I'm like, no, fuck that, dude. Like, I don't care if that's how it is. I want that to change. Like, you know, there's artists like, dude, Wiz with Pittsburgh and fucking... Uh, Mac, Bur- too. Yeah, Mac and Burner with the Bay. And, like... E-40 with the Bay, or, like, uh, Travis with Houston, Drake with Toronto. Yeah, big uh, one. Drake with Toronto, bro. Reading is the type of place to where it's, like, we have the ability to be tight-knitted and come together with certain things to where it's, like, we could put someone on the way Toronto is put on Drake. Like, I truly believe that, but we just don't fucking care. Like, we... And it's almost like, if you're not working a 9-to-5 bullshit job, Monday through Friday, and then getting fucked the fuck up on the weekends, and then having a baby somewhere in between, then you're like a loser and you're not doing it right. <laughs> then Blake's just some fucking idiot sitting on a podcast, sitting on a couch doing a podcast, and I'm just some bum recording trash ass music, right? Because we're not fucking these robots living this bullshit reading life. Like that's what that's how I interpret it, bro. Because everyone that hates on us is doing nothing in terms of like. What the fuck are you doing outside of, like, this, like, systematic bullshit, like, 1984 lifestyle? 1984, I don't know if y'all have ever read that book, but it's a fucking systematic, bro. It's it's robotic, like, we're in a simulation, bro. And, like, people like me and Blake, bro, we're always gonna... You guys will never get to experience the type of happiness that we get from making a song or doing a podcast. I'm not saying you can't get that type of experience, but you won't if you don't do it, you know? And it doesn't... I'm using those examples because that's what we do. But my roommate, Joseph, he makes beanies, bro. Like, he, you know, he gets a kick out of that. I know people that love growing weed. Like, that's their calling. Like, I'm saying... (laughs) I'm saying these people, bro, that just go through life, right? And they work at the fucking mall or whatever they do and then they still live at home, and then on the weekends they spend their whole paycheck that they just got on Friday, and then it's gone by Sunday morning at Shameless, right? Y'all know who I'm talking about, because it's probably fucking you. So, <laughs> I'm just saying, bro, I'm not afraid to call hey. it how it is, bro, because I, you, man. this is what I see, bro. This is what I see. And I'd hype up, bro, I'll hype up people all day long, too. But the majority of what I see in Reading is bullshit. The majority of what I see, like Blake said, is negativity. Why do you think this dude only fucking has a certain amount of people on his podcast? Because, bro, and I'm sure on my podcast, too, I I reach out to a ton of people, bro. And it's like, yeah, dude, I'll do it. Like, eh, never, You never hear back from him. It's like, dude, what is the difference? You know why I started doing podcasting? Because when I feel... When me and a a couple friends are just sitting around and we're passing around two or three blunts and drinking, we're having podcast-worthy conversations anyway that I feel like are funny, 
they're content worthy, they'd be good to listen to, why not just whip out the laptop, whip out the mic, and record the conversations? Because podcasts or no podcasts, we're going to be talking about the same shit. So yeah. why not? You know what I mean? Yeah, so, for sure. Because everyone's like, gets all nervous or whatever. They're like, I don't know. And I'm like, we're, yeah. we're going to be talking about, I don't care what we talk about. We can talk about whatever. So That's what I say. And it's yeah. still like, they're just like in a shell. Yeah. It's not for some people. Like going back to your point yeah, of I get it. reaching out and people saying, yeah. you know, yes. And you know, hey, I actually appreciate it because it's happened to me plenty of times. I mean, I've, I've hit up old friends from high school or even like an old teacher that's a basketball coach that mm-hmm. I appreciate it or something. And they'll just say, just no. You know, it's just not my thing. Yeah. And I mean, I never have a problem with a no simply because it, it takes a lot of balls to go and sit with someone, especially someone who's not a close friend or whatever, for an hour, an hour and a half, a half hour. Yeah. And, you know, talk and just get like interviewed basically. Because, I mean, at the end of the day, you don't know what that person's going to ask. They could ask you some bullshit yeah. and you never see it coming. Me, I'm not like that. You know, I, I no. just, I want the, my interviewer or interviewee to be as comfortable as possible. Yeah. But, you know, I mean, it's, it's, a legit thing and so you know I, I when I get to know it's not you know so offensive as compared to like doing the music when I did the music and got a no for a feature or whatever it felt a lot more personal because the music is personal like well, that well because in music right okay so making your point on podcasting right talking about comfortability I get that because we're just talking and like you want to talk about comfortable bro I'm talking about some shit today on Blake's episode we're like, bro, he getting that, like, TMZ exclusive, like, for real. Like, I wouldn't be saying this shit. <laughs> I wouldn't be saying this shit. Like, dude, I'm just being honest because he's a friend of mine, and I want to give him good content, and I just, you know, if this was a random podcast, I probably wouldn't be doing that. But my point is, like, so for podcasting, I get it, dude, because for good content, you're, you're going to have to be vulnerable. You're going to have to be honest. So I totally understand that. But for music, no, fuck off, dude, because... You're already doing the music, right? You already have a certain amount of comfortability. So at that point, you can't be like, I don't want to do the song with you. I'm not comfortable. And at that point, it's got to be like, well, if you don't want to do a song with me, you probably don't fuck with me. Yeah. So I get what you're saying 100% because it's like, I'm, you can't say like, I'm nervous or whatever. You're already making music, so you can't. I totally get what you're saying. Yeah. And because you can't I, fall back on that. Yeah, yeah. I wanted to have the pharmacy on. Like, you guys on my show, I do the strain of the week and. I actually wanted to have the pharmacy on for like a full episode and just like, I still want to have him on. I think it would be like a, f- a fabulous episode, dude. I could really just, you know, I have a lot of good questions for him. But, you know, I was talking to Todd, the owner, and he's like, honestly, man, I just, we'd rather give you a sponsorship and have you do the strain of the week and kind of just talk for us because we're not, we are not radio or TV people. Like, we're not comfortable on the mic. And it's what you said. It's like, you know, it sucks because I want the interview. I think it'd be great, but you got to respect it at the same time because it's like, I get it, dude. Like, you know. It's not la- for everyone. The last it's, thing you want not. is someone get... Because I did... I'm not going to shout this person out because I don't want them to feel bad, but I did a podcast episode and I had a guest on. I cannot... Dude, the whole... I had to put the mic, like, on his mouth, dude. Because he was like... <laughs> and I didn't even have a mic at the time. That was when I was doing what, how you were with the phone. So, yeah. Like, he was right, he was sitting right here, and I had my phone, like, on this armrest, and it's still, dude, I couldn't hear him. It was insane, dude. He was like, yeah, and I was like, bro, are you good? And he was like, I'm a little nervous. I was like, okay, for sure, I'm going to restart. Like, we're going to start over, can you? <laughs> He's like, yeah, I got you. And he started out solid for, like, a minute, maybe two minutes, and then, like, I'm not kidding, for, like, an hour, dude, like, 
I had to, I had to throw the podcast away because I couldn't hear him at all. It was like you just heard me asking a question, then silence for like five minutes, and I'm like, fuck. Yeah, dude. like this is ass. Yeah, so yeah. I get what you're saying. It's not for everyone, for sure. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And I mean, and the one thing about you know, I guess the talking about you know people not supporting each other and whatnot. I do have to admit, and even more so than. I thought it would get. The podcast has gotten a lot of love and support over the last, I, I mean, it's been about 12 months now since we started. And, uh, you know, I do appreciate it. And it's a whole lot different than the music because the music was nothing yeah. but shit. Like, even my own friends. And it, and it wasn't good. Looking back, it really wasn't good. So I don't mind talking about it now. But at the time, it's like, fuck, man. It's like, it hurts your fucking soul. It's like, yeah, it what does. the fuck am I doing so wrong for right. these bitches not to fuck with me? And my friends don't want to hang out with me. They don't want to be seen with me. And these people don't want to <laughs> do a song. It's like, yep. God, I must be doing something wrong. Yep. And now the podcast, it's natural. People love it. And I do it regardless if they didn't like it. I just, I know it's fire, so I don't give a fuck. Because you're improving and you're sticking with it. It's like anything yeah. else, bro. Like, the music and... That's the thing. I think that a lot of people... It's like any, it's like anything, bro. Like, you know, I can't shoot a basketball. It's like, give yourself like six months. I bet you're going to be swishing free throws in like six months. You know, like, yeah. that's, that's the thing about me is like, I, I know myself like, like extremely well. So I'll just know right away. Like, mm, if there's a new sport, right? Like I'll play it. If I play it for the whole day, I'm like, yo, I fucked at that. This is something. Or like Apex Legends. Uh, I don't know if anyone plays that, but I just started playing that, and like right away I was like, "Dude, this game's dope," and like, it. I think just in my head, the way the type of person I am, I want to be the best at everything. So if I ever yeah. am doing something, bro, I'm like, "Okay, I'm a grind on it now." If I'm not, if I'm not working my ass off, it's like, "Why the fuck am I doing this?" Yeah. But my whole point is like, you know that your podcast are fire because you've been putting in the effort and like. I'm proud of you, bro. I see what this is like. What you said, thirty-seven. Thirty-seven. So, dude, that's crazy, bro. Because I'm sure when you started number one, you probably, I don't know if you saw yourself making it to thirty-seven, bro. Especially, dude, Blake. Like when I started on my podcast, dude, I had some episodes that were like, how Blake feels about his music, how I feel about my old podcast. They were awful, dude. Like cringy almost, and like. I had some episodes that were like 14 minutes. This dude, this dude has had 37 episodes of like two hour long podcasts. That is not easy, people. Like that is fucking, bro. I feel about Blake Hot with podcasts about how I feel about myself with music. Like I think he's the best podcaster in writing. Like how I feel, I'm the best artist in writing, and it's because we both fucking work our asses off. I know he spends money getting his podcast it's not free yeah it's not free to get it on apple and spotify no. it is not free this yeah. fucking laptop is not free no and that's you probably got it for podcasting just like when i just for it when yeah. i wanted my mobile studio dude i went out i got the mic stand i got you know everything i needed to do to make sure it was going to be working so you know when you say the arrogant like i don't care anymore bro like i don't want to sound arrogant it's like I don't care. It's not arrogant. You know why? It's not arrogant. Because I put not. in the work, I put in the time, and no one else around us is doing it at this level. That's not cocky, bro. It's a fact. Or even at all. As, you yeah, know, as far as the podcast goes. No one's, I mean, like, it takes a lot of balls to do a podcast. It just does. Dude, and like, I will say, I don't know if I've heard you do a solo episode yet. Because those. I have one. Those are so hard. Yeah, it was <laughs> like 25 minutes. Yeah. And I covered everything <laughs> I could think of. That's what I'm saying. But yeah, I got one. You almost, like, <clears throat> I love 
I don't know if I'll ever do a solo. I just tr- I'm do I just recorded a solo podcast last week and I'm I'm probably going to scrap it just because dude, it's hard to like keep for one I can't I love to smoke during a podcast and I can't. When you're doing a solo, you can't. You have to keep talking. Yeah, you're like hitting yeah. the blunt, you you can't. So, and then the other thing I like having at least one other person cuz it keeps it going. When it, you're just by yourself, I feel like you lose your train of thought like constantly because you're just you're talking to yourself. Yeah. Like you're talking it's to weird. A, you're talking to an audience, but it's pre-recorded. They're not interacting right then, so it's like it's not natural, dude. I don't. It's like not. It. It's not. Like you it. feel a little crazy doing it by yourself. I feel insane. I have to like talk to my fucking dog. Like, <laughs> yeah. like that's what I do with my solo one. Like I'm talking to my dog, and she doesn't give a shit. She doesn't know what I'm saying, but it's like oh, at least I have someone. You're like Sadie, you know? the Packers, huh? She's like, <laughs> you're like, all right, so fuck. <laughs> it's fucking, I yeah. feel you, dude. I, I don't enjoy it. Yeah. I don't enjoy the solos, but yeah, man, I just, I wanted to make that point clear today was like, you know, anyone that keeps following me, because uh, <laughs> I don't, I do not care if I lose followers, but I have lost, dude. I've probably lost like seventy-five followers in the last like two weeks. Wow! It's really hurt me. <laughs> because not, of not, just the bullshit, yeah, or okay, yeah. not. I'm not saying hurt me. Like it hurt my feelings. It's ju- it, the audience as a brand. It's hurt me. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I just want to make that point clear because obviously people are, n- you know, not fans of it. Um, the drama's over, y'all. The beef is done. You know, at this point, I just want to go back to. The only thing I'm posting on there is being funny or promoting or, you know, lately I've been, you know, uh, it's, it hurts my pride, dude. It fucking, it's embarrassing as shit, but you know, I, I literally do not have any family, bro. Like I've been disowned by my blood family, all of them. So the only people I have are like, you know, it's pathetic and sad to say, but the people that follow me on Instagram and social media and then my friends. So, you know. Lately, I've had to put posts up, like, I'm looking for a fucking couch to stay on for the next, like, month or so, and, you know, I need help with money and shit. I do not enjoy posting that shit at all, and I know it looks fucking bummy, but, uh, I've had... It's real life. I've had to do it. And the other thing... The other thing, Blake, that I don't like social media is because a lot of people post, like, I got this job today, I got this car today, Yeah. uh, my boyfriend, blah, blah, blah. It's only good. It's only good, it's only good, it's only good. Like, you know, I like to post a 100% me, bro. Someone was asking me the other day, what do you want to be your lane in music? And I was like, well, to be honest, I feel like I've been working so hard to create my own lane. Like, you know, all I want out of music is for people to relate, bro. You know, and I do have songs where, like, I talk about shit and I'll flex. Like, I don't care. You know, it gets boring. It gets depressing. I personally can't go back and have all my music be depressing. I, I can't, dude. Because if I'm talking about my life, all my music's going to be depressing right now. And I can't. You know, I have to make some bangers. I talk about watches and bullshit. I don't even have a license and sometimes talk about cars. I don't care, bro. I really don't. Like, if I Check ever... Check you make it. Yeah, if I ever make that... It's not necessarily faking in my head. It's more like... I'm making that song as if I'd already made it, or it's in the future, like, you know? like I'm It's getting, motivational. Yeah, dude. Like, yeah. But, you know, I'm in no means thinking that, like, I got all this money and, like, I'm whipping and shit. Like, obviously I'm not. <laughs> I, I ride a bike. I'm aware. But, uh, you know, I just want people to relate. And I'm saying this because 
that is a big reason I'm not ashamed on social media to post, like, that I need help or, like, dude, I've posted, like, days where I'm almost, like, in tears, bro, like, walking home from work or something, like, because, bro, I want people to see, like, it ain't all fucking, you know, like, you know, I love Makai, he's a little bro, but when he's, you know, posting, like, all the money he's got or, like, the watches and shit, I'm like, that's cool, bro, and if I was experiencing that, like, I'd post it, too. But when I'm having a bad day, like, I want y'all to see that because, you know. It matters, too. It's part of the story. We're human beings, dude. Yeah. Artists and these people that people look up to. Here's the thing, Blake. You have people that look up to you. I have people that look up to me. Whether you're just some little bullshit podcaster and I'm some, like, no-name wannabe artist out of Reading. Like, we do have people that we inspire and look up to. It's true. Simply just because we're following our dreams. Whether it has nothing to do with talent or anything like that, it is simply because we're following our dreams and we're putting ourselves out there. We're going to inspire people. And then on top of that, we have people that do look up. Like, dude, like I said, I look up to you for podcasts and you inspire me. So, And that's for what I just talked about in talent. So if you have people that look up to you, bro, and you inspire, that's... A privilege like you got to protect it is you got to protect that bro you got to yep. be responsible and that's part of the part of the reason i have a problem with sad exotic and those kids too the ones that make the sad depressed fake music to me because you're making a stigma like mental depression and something that is not cool bro not fun and not something that i want anyone to experience you're making it seem like something that's like cool bro like, and they're not the only ones, but that's a big thing in, no, I'll say not. at least, hip-hop no. culture. I've lost, I, I'm not afraid to say, I've lost a lot of love for hip-hop over the last three or four years. Oh, yeah. Not just because yeah. the people I grew up loving suck now, but, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. it's also just because, yeah, just the bullshit and people the faking gimmicks. it. The gimmicks. Yeah. And, um, yeah, you know, just uh, go back to the, your point, though, about people looking up to you and stuff. People, funny enough, they'll tell you that without actually telling you that. That's one thing I figured out, you know, with the podcast and stuff. Like, as far as being imitated or people, you know, whatever, it's um, it, it's a compliment. You know, it's yeah. it's something that it's like, okay, like, they enjoy it so much and they like it so much that they're willing to take from it. And that's, right. that's exactly, you know, kind of what I want in a way. It's like, you know, okay, this is inspiring. This is hitting someone. It's hitting them enough to where it's inspiring them to go do some other shit. And, I mean, funny enough, it's like I, uh, back in high school, had, you know, the little rap beef or whatever. Everyone that went to high school, you know, yeah. knows about that. I won't get into it here because it's, it's like four years ago. But, um, you know, just funny enough, it's like that all happened beginning of my senior year of high school. My senior year of high school was fucking shit. That was literally the worst year of high school I had. Oh, it was my no, last one. No. And um, graduation night, though, these kids walk up to me and they're like, and they, like, apologize for, like, doing that shit. They're like, you actually, like, really inspired us and, like, really, like, kind of led the way. And, like, you know, that's kind of, like, why we did it. We just kind of, you know... I, in a way, they kind of said without saying it, we did it for attention. You know, they didn't have to say it. I knew that's what it was. And I was like, hey, you know, I'm fine with that. Like, being the sacrificial lamb, it's like, I've always been the sacrificial lamb. I'm fine with it. If I do the pod and then something happens to me and I don't do it anymore or whatever... But ten other people from Reading or whatever go do it. I did my job. My legacy's set. It's it's there. You know, people are gonna know it. And like I said, I mean, people you know, love the podcast and they think it's great. And I mean, that's great. So I'm just trying to keep expanding on that. And yeah. Yeah. But definitely the whole inspiring thing. People will tell you without actually telling you. 
That's cool. and, and it's a it's a big compliment. You know, I don't know if you've experienced that, but doing the oh, podcast, yeah. I I've gotten the chance to you know experience that a couple times, and it is nice. I think the coolest thing that I still like gets me like giddy or whatever, dude, is when someone like it's happened a lot. Like I'm not trying to flex, but it's happened like a lot, bro. To where I can't. It's countless times now. I'll be at the mall or fucking, like, getting food or something, and someone's, like... Like, I've had people, like... I think the last time it happened, I was at, like, Chipotle or something. I was getting, like, a bowl, and someone's, like, here at the end, Polsky, right? I was, like, you do music? I was, like, yeah, bruh. That's pretty cool. Like... Yeah, it is. That shit will never get old. Cause no. Because someone I've never... I don't know if they follow me on the gram. I don't... I've never had a conversation with them, so... To be known like that, like, that's fucking... That's when you know, like... You're making an impact, and you're reaching more people than you thought, so... That's I, I have a story like that. It was... So, I mean, I, for right now, I, I deliver pizza for a living. Uh, tips are great. So, it was last summer. Podcast had taken off already. We've been doing about four or five months. And I was still kind of doing it mostly with my guys, Steve and Al, just the sports thing. And I, I did the one-offs with, like, you and Stiz, and I'd have other people on. But mostly it was just supposed to be, like, a sports pod. Now it's whatever the hell yeah. the guest is, you know, doing or whatever. But... Uh, I remember I was delivering a pizza to this one guy, and it was out in, like, I think, like, Happy Valley or somewhere. Oh, God. And this kid was out there working with his dad, like, chopping wood and shit. So the dad walks up. He's paying in cash. So, you know, we're just doing that or whatever. And I'm just talking to this guy, like, you know, you need any plates, whatever. And then the kid is like, hey, like, are you Blake Mayfield? And I'm like, yeah. He's like, oh, like, I listen to your podcast. Like, I really enjoy the podcast. And, like, mind you, at that time, we weren't filming. It was just, like, how it is now still audio. And I'm like, this guy knows my fucking voice. Like... That, that's crazy. Like, I don't even think, like, it's it's weird or nothing. Like, that's crazy to me. That is. Like, this kid just fucking knows my voice and knows, like, oh, shit, this is him. Like, he does the podcast. And I was just like, hey, man, like, I appreciate it. Like, you know, please keep supporting. And the podcasts and, are hard, yeah. too, because it's like, dude, that's... And not to say he's listening to the whole two hours, but yeah. a song's three minutes, dude. Like, a podcast, like, fuck. Yeah. And to usually, for someone to be a fan, like, they're going to listen to the bulk of the, bulk of the pod, so... And the majority of them, the drop. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. you fucking... Dude, that's fucking... That's, dude, it's a big you, deal to me. Yeah. I never got that being a, a rapper, musician, whatever, quote-unquote. I never, ever fucking got that once. Yeah. And that's another thing. Like, the podcast... It's just so weird. Like, living in Anderson still, you know, I've been, I've been there for 21 years. And just seeing the difference from high school and being a kid... And I, I cut people slack because we're, we were also 16 and we were kids. People were just doing that anyway. It was just, yeah. I, I was the kid of the moment to pick on. And I understand that. If I wasn't making music as someone else was, I probably would have right. done the same shit. Right. You know, but now with the pod, everyone's a little more mature. And this is more mature. It's better content. It's more cohesive. The music was all over the place. I didn't have any artwork. Some of it wasn't mixed right. It was just a fucking dumpster fire. The podcast isn't because I do everything. And everything, yeah. if it's not to my liking, it ain't coming. I like um, that. I like you know, that. so yeah, it's just, it's just getting the love and the recognition. It's just a whole lot. It's just a different experience. And I'm very happy I made the transition. This is working out eons better than music ever did. Well, the thing about it too, is that you kind of notice with yourself, like with music, I'm sure. Cause you've said it enough now, you know, you didn't like it. It wasn't working out. It was a dumpster fire. It probably felt forced at times. Like, I'm sure at the podcast, and never, you're just flowing. Never. I've never felt like I've had to force anything. And that's when it's like, okay, I got something now. Cause that's when you know, you know. when It's you for real. 
you don't have to do it for anyone but yourself, basically. Whatever you're doing in life, then it's like, that's what you should be doing. Unless you're murdering people, then you got a problem. <laughs> you got a problem. Yeah, a little bit. You got an issue. For sure. Uh, let's take one last break real quick. Yeah. All right, and we are back. So, one last thing here on the pod today. We wanted to talk about our predictions. And if you're listening to this, I think I'm going to put this up tonight. We're recording this on a Saturday afternoon. I'll put it up Saturday night. So, the Saturday games will be over, which is Vikings 49ers. And that's Eddie's favorite team, the Niners. And then, no, no, no. Second. My first favorite is hmm. the Colts. Oh, okay. I'm a, I'm a diehard Colts fan. Like, if the Colts and Niners were to be playing, oh, bro, I'm, let's go Jacoby Brissett all day. Yeah? He's so bad, but yeah, let's go Colts. <laughs> <laughs> is it the Peyton Manning effect? Is that why? Oh, yeah. Bro. Okay. I remember being, we don't, I don't want to get too much into this because the Colts are, they make me so sad. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, I was three years old, bro, and that was like the first football memory I ever remember like visually having was Peyton Manning. Dude, that man was, he, he's a bad man. Tom Brady's the GOAT because he has six rings. It's undebatable, but Peyton is... He's second, but Peyton's, Peyton's that guy. Yeah. Then we got right Andrew Luck, and that man... F- he retired on y'all. What do you he, mean? He said, I'm out. I'm done. He's 29. Yeah. He's, too, he's hurt, man. He was I'll, hurt too I'll much. I'll cry if we talk about it. Because I, <laughs> I watched Andrew Luck from his very first freshman... Because I'm a Stanford diehard Stanford football fan. Mm. My cousin was getting recruited there when I was in, like, eighth grade. And I got to meet Jim Harbaugh. I got to meet... Uh, Toby Gerhardt. If you don't know who okay. Toby Gerhardt is, bro, in college, he, his senior year, he was a Heisman finalist. He had like 2,000 rushing yards in his senior year. Yeah. Like, he was a bad man. He and was. I met, I didn't, I didn't realize it, but I met Andrew Luck when he was a freshman. So, ended up watching like every one of his snaps since his freshman year. And like, dude, we, we got blessed, bro, the year that we had one year of a bullshit backup quarterback. And then Curtis it, Painter? Oh, <laughs> Kurt, I still remember Curtis Painter. Fucking name is Curtis, dude. I don't want Painter. Him. Yeah, sixty-three oh. to seven in the Superdome on Sunday night. Oh, yeah, That's awful. But, but then we got Andrew Luck, dude, and I thought all was well. I thought we'd get at least one Super Bowl out of out of Luck, and then yeah, bro, our GM, not Chris Ballard, but the GM before that, goddamn idiot, dude, and drafted no offensive line. I think he drafted, he didn't draft one offensive lineman within the first round at all. And you can't do that with, with a, a franchise quarterback no. who you took first overall. No. Yeah. But, but uh, sorry. Yeah. Niners, second anyway, favorite yeah. team. They're going to beat the Vikings. I, I think they'll beat the Vikings. Yeah, they're a better team than the Vikings. But I, I thought the Saints would win. La- I thought last week was kind of, I thought there's going to be, I thought, I thought the Titans would upset the Patriots, but mm. I thought the Vikings was kind of that bullshit upset game that everyone was like, I think they can do it. And then the Saints were going to win, but. Man, the Vikings really... They did that. Yeah. Kirk Cousins looked like that guy. Dude. I, I don't think he is, but he looked like that guy. And Thielen, I mean, after the fumble, Thielen, Thielen went in. He showed up for his team after that fumble. Cousins is so inconsistent, bro. Like He's some, Alex Smith on steroids. Yeah. He's dude. a game manager on steroids. Some weeks I'm like, yo, he is that man. And Remember, uh, dude, there was like a stretch of like six weeks where I was like, he could low-key be the MVP this year. He was playing very well. It was after fucking Diggs and Thielen were like, this guy sucks. Yeah. <laughs> and then, yeah, and then he was like, I'm yeah. going in. Yeah, and then he's kind of back on Kirk Cousins' train now. He's not going <laughs> to... Dude, he's not going to do that. He's going on the road to SF. SF's defense, they're getting Quan Alexander back today. Yep. 
Sherman's healthy. They've had Sherman's a week off. Sherman's healthy in the playoffs. Nope, 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 nope. It's the Niners. I don't. I wouldn't say the Niners are gonna blow them out. No. Uh, I was texting Stiz. Stiz thinks it's gonna be. Uh, P.S. Stiz, fuck you. You flake today. All right. Eat shit. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, we'll get him. We'll get him. No, we'll get him. Uh, we rescheduled Blake, me, and Stiz on Monday. That's gonna be a banger episode. But uh, tune in for that Monday, Tuesday, whenever it drops. But uh, Stiz thinks it's gonna be twenty-seven, nineteen, San Fran. And honestly, I I can't argue. That's that's pretty accurate. I think nineteen. I mean, you know how scores are, though. When True. people predict scores, it's always weird. Since they moved back that PAT, man, it's always like, <sighs> yeah, it's like I don't even know 27 who, 18. Who it's the hell like... is kicking for the Vikings? It ain't Blair Walsh anymore. Uh, Dan Bailey. Oh, that's right. Yeah, Dan, Dan Bailey's a bomber. No, he ain't bad. Yeah, he's good. Okay. I don't know why the Cowboys let him walk for but fucking San, Brett Maher. Santa Clara is not the easiest place to go kick field goals. It gets windy and shit, so. Oh, yeah. I don't know how the weather is. This weekend, but we'll see. I think it's like 58 and cloudy. Kind of how it is here. I think it's I like just, just till no day. way, dude. No, I don't see any way the Vikings are winning this game. I don't I, either. Because the Niners, yeah. The Niners, to me, tell me if this makes sense to you, bro, but when you watch championship teams, like the most recent to me that I can relate to was the, uh, the Warriors. Okay. They just, they have this chemistry and this team to where it's like, I feel like the Niners could have literally every single position knocked back to their third stringer, and they would still win the game because they just have that chemistry and the will to win. Like, the Niners, to me, they got to go the, the NFC. They have to be the NFC representative in the Super Bowl. I don't see... The Packers are the worst 13-3 and number one seed I've ever seen in my life. That's a fact. Like they well, should I love be, Aaron Rodgers. they should That's be nine and seven. They should be nine and seven. They're or ten and six. Awful. They should have lost to the Lions twice. Yeah, they're awful. Yeah. Um. But then again, though, I won't say they're awful, but they are not thirteen and three material. The Packers whatsoever. The Packers and the Lions are kind of one of those divisional games where it doesn't matter how good the Packers are and how bad the Lions are. It's going to be competitive. Yeah. Because of the teams. Yeah. You know it's saying? weird. Yeah. So, yeah. But um, you're right. Who, who else? And the Packers are playing the Seahawks. The Seahawks. The Seahawks. Niner fans are shivering in their fucking boots over the Seahawks. I don't understand it. The Seahawks are the, not scary to me. The Sea? No, they're not. The Sea. They have. They had the potential, but then they just they lost everyone. They're so banged up, bro. It's like if they get past the Packers, which I don't think is going to happen. I don't think so either. But if they do, I. They're not a threat, like at no. all. The Niners just like, are going to go to the Super Bowl, dude. They are scraping by. Like, they just beat an Eagles team. If there's anyone more banged up than the Seahawks, it's the Eagles. It's the Eagles. The, like, Jesus. They're, the last player they had got hurt. I'm surprised and then... me and Blake haven't gotten a call to be an Eagles wide receiver by now. <laughs> like, what the fuck, dude? Yeah. Like, seriously. It was bad. And and they beat them 17-9. to And you guys are scared of the Seahawks? Yeah. But you know why? Because it's the Niners and Seahawks. It's one of those rivalries. Where it it's is. Like, it doesn't matter if fucking... It doesn't matter if goddamn Pete Carroll's got to come in and play quarterback. Like, it's gonna be competitive, dude. It is. Marshawn Lynch is back, and he's fucking running touchdowns. So, but I did tell Blake I wanted to talk about this weekend because I want this on record before the games start. I think the Texans are gonna be the upset of the weekend. Everyone's saying it's the Titans, and I don't. Look, Lamar has obviously proven all year he's legit. The Ravens are legit defensively, offensively. Yep. I think it'll be a great game. I think it'll be competitive. But I honestly, dude, I think it's going to be like 31 14, 28 14. Like, I don't, I think the Ravens will run away with it in the end. Like, uh, but the Texans, bro, 
I kind of agree with Skip, Skip Bayless. I was listening to Undisputed, and Skip said that he thinks Deshaun is, like, the next closest thing to Michael Jordan in terms of a competitor. Dude, Deshaun Watson is... Wait, what? He's a baller. Wait, Skip said that? Yeah, he said that yesterday. They were talking about the game, because Skip thinks that Texans are going to beat the Chiefs, too. And I think... I mean, dude, like, look at what... You watched the Bills and Texans game, right? Or you saw yes. the highlights, at least in yeah. the Deshaun Watson play. That's, like, the fourth time he's done that this year, bro, for the fucking win. Like, and that was in the playoffs. Like, I kind of agree, dude. He's got that fucking, he's got that Michael Jordan about him. And Pat, Pat Mahomes has never, he doesn't face adversity. He's either blowing teams out or they take the L. Like, that's how it is. If it's a close game, they're not, they're not getting the dub. And I think, honestly, the Texans and Chiefs are pretty close. Like, matchup-wise. They are. The Chiefs' defense is not good. It's not good. And it's that's not why. as good as it should be on paper. And yeah. That's exactly why. So, I think whoever is, you know, is the hotter hand quarterback-wise this weekend will get the win. And I think Deshaun just... I don't think they're going to make it to the Super Bowl or anything. No, 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 no. I think the... No, te- no. I think... I don't know, dude. He's got him competing. He's got him competing. Hold on. Do you have Texans and Titans in the AFC Championship game? Absolutely not. Okay. Texans and Ravens. Okay, thank yeah. God. Because I do not want to see that fucking trash-ass Titans and Texans AFC Championship game. No, I don't. I want to see Chiefs-Ravens. But I... I, I do. There's going to be an upset in one of the games. I just yeah. don't know which one. I can't... It could be the Texans-Chiefs game. The way I feel about the Niners, the chemistry and everything, that's how I feel about... Um, that's how I feel about the Ravens. They've got the big trust and all that. Like, you've yeah. seen that. Dude, like... The Ravens are that team this year. They're stacked. Dude. Especially the offense. And Lamar, dude, go back to when Lamar got drafted, the draft night. He said, bro, he was pissed. He's he's going to play for the Ravens his whole career. I promise you. He's never going to leave. No, he's not. He he was the last pick in the first round. That means every single squad passed on him at least one time. The Ravens passed on him once in the first round. Ravens did. They traded back. Yeah. And so, dude, he goes in his interview. Dion's interviewing him. You think the Ravens made the right choice? Oh, hell yeah. I promise you this. I'm going to get him a Super Bowl. I promise you that. Dude, he's going to bring... He's determined, bro. He's going to bring them a Super Bowl. Like, this year, you think? I don't know if it's this year, but... Because he's got the hot... I mean, he hasn't played in three weeks. That, that's another thing. I mean, you know, undisputed and whatnot. Obviously, you know, they bring it up. All the sports shows bring it up. But it has been three solid weeks since we've seen Lamar Jackson. I'm not saying that all of a sudden he loses his superpowers like the yeah. fucking monsters come through or something, but we'll keep him that on. is a lot of rest. Oh, yeah, yeah, That's yeah, a lot yeah. of... He's got to knock off some of the rust, it for is. sure. It is. Um, I think he'll come out in the first few quarters and be rusty because, hey, man, the Titans' defense is no joke. And they're legit. And, dude, you got Mike Vrabel, and he's one of the most underrated but greatest linebackers of all time. Yeah. Absolutely, dude. He, played he might be coach of the year, besides Shanahan. Oh, it's between him and Shanahan. Yeah. Dude, he's coach of the year. I don't care what it, I don't... But the Niners have a way more stacked roster than the Titans do. You know, you know... You know what's interesting? Not to get too far off of the playoff topics, but I saw an argument. It was an e- I love I love ESPN NFL. Like, I I am a basketball fan, but the past two years I've been like, just in soaked in like the NFL. Like I can't get it's America's sport. I can't. America get loves football. Yeah, way more than basketball. They always will. My I was telling Stiz, dude, if I couldn't be a rapper, like my dream job would be an NFL GM. Like that would be so fun, but. I was reading this article and it was trying. He was trying to make a case for Brian Flores, the Dolphins' head coach, to be coach of the year. And I, at first, I was like, "Sorry, 
Because the Dolphins went five. <laughs> they went five and eleven. Right. But he was breaking down the numbers and everything. He was like, yeah, weeks one through six, they were like historically like one of the league's worst NFL teams. Yeah. Dude, this was his, Brian Flores' first year. So basically weeks one through six, he was coming in, working with what he had. and They were trading Minka and Kenyon yeah. Drake, and they were, I mean, they were having a fire sale. That, they were trading all their best players, too. They were. Like, which is odd. Their best, best players. Yeah, which is odd, but okay. And then he was going statistically and everything, and their record, like, weeks, like, 9 through 17, and they ended up going, like, like 5 and 6 or something, and their statistics were way better. They ended up being, like, a middle-of-the-league team. I think if the Dolphins, it's just going to take a lot of time, like three or four years, but if I do, dude, they cannot draft Tua. Tua's a bust, Tua's a bust. He's a bust, bust. he's a bust. Do not touch him. I can't, it's like, I can't emphasize it enough, bro. He's going to bomb. I don't care what kind of development your team has. I don't care if you're the Ravens or the Prove me wrong, please. I hope he Lamar Jacksons it and proves everyone wrong, but as of right now, he's such a bust. Like, I can't. He's literally Baker. I can't get over it, dude. You can see from a mile away, like, this dude's a bust. If the Dolphins draft him, well, there's ten more years of your franchise just (laughs) boop. To, uh, he's not going first. He won't even no. go first. No, no, no. Probably. Joe Burrow's going first. Yeah. Dude, dude. I know he's going first because the Bengals coach today called Joe Burrow's family and he was like, yo, please tell him to play in the senior bowl because we want to start working with him now. They're going to draft him. Like, it's a, and if you, the man threw seven goddamn touchdowns in one half. One half. Like, against Oklahoma. Now, I knew, I told Stiz, I was like, I'm telling you, like, I can't even put a prediction on it, but I knew, dude, LSU was going to whoop the fuck out of Oklahoma. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's Oklahoma. I thought Ohio State was going to beat Clemson. I knew it was going to be, like, game of the year type game, but I thought Ohio State was going to win. Dude, Joe Burrow is the next thing. Like, he's the guy. Him and Lawrence. I, I think Lawrence will be decent in the league, too. Lawrence... He's up there, dude. Yeah. He's really good. Justin Fields is going to be really good. I think Justin Herbert from Oregon is, he ain't going to be nothing special. Oregon players never pan out. No, I never put any stock never. into any Oregon player ever. I Not a quarterback, will. at least. Even running backs. Even receivers. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah. I don't put any stock Every, into any yeah. Oregon players. Oregon it's weird. Is, they are not, they're not NFL. Ohio State is at the NFL U. That's where you go. Yeah, it is. And LSU yeah. is up there, and obviously Bama's forever. Will be. Yeah, Bama's gonna just for, yeah. Yeah, but quarterbacks uh, and running backs, and yeah. But yeah, in terms of in terms of the playoffs, dude, I got. For some reason, dude, something in my head is just telling me that, it never works. Sports never work out the way they should. And no. The way it sh- the Super Bowl should be. Niners Ravens this year. It should be. That's that would be the best Super Bowl. That's what everyone wants to see. But it's rematch. Something's gonna tell me it's just not gonna happen. I need to see it, but it's gonna be some gross like the Texans and Packers or some stupid like <laughs> Texans. God, I gotta assure you the Texans are not making. This I Super really Bowl. hope not. You can't. I don't want to see that shit. They don't have a defense worthy enough. I don't even think. It, see, that's the thing that scares me. Let me tell you, if the Titans upset the Ravens, the Titans are going to the Super Bowl. Cause they're if deep- the Titans go to the Super Bowl, oh, I'll be with upset. Ryan Tannehill, I'll be that's going to be crazy. I'll be mad. Yeah, Titans-Packers. It's, it's like, like seeing the oh. Pistons in the finals. Like, you don't ever want to see that. <laughs> what the fuck? You're right. Dude, yeah. but You're right. if they go, bro, if they beat the Ravens, they're going to go to the Super Bowl because their defense is just stout. The thing is, here's the thing. If Pat Mahomes is having an off day, 
Chiefs are losing because you yeah. can't rely on that D. Same thing with the Texans and Deshaun. The Ravens, if Lamar's having a bad day, I do believe in that defense and absolutely believe in that in that Titans defense. But the thing I think a little if if the Titans beat the Ravens, they're legit. You can't legitimize the Titans beating the Patriots, bro. The Patriots are are not what the pa- Dude, this is the first yeah, time no. they're in the wild card for ten years, bro. And they lost the last time in the wild card round. And if you just if you're a football fan and you've been watching as long as Blake and I have, like, dude, Tom is not Tom. Like he's, he's not. And plus, maybe just, he takes some rehabbing, but he's not him. And I think he could have been, like, he could have been way better this year. But that was the worst Patriots roster I've debatably like ever seen. All decade, probably. <laughs> like, dude, that. Was, At least over since the dynasty. And you can't, dude. He's forty two. You can't. That's not how it works. You can't yeah. make the roster worse as he gets older. Like you gotta do what the Packers do: <clears throat> get a fucking hey. running back, get some receivers, and get a stout defense. Hey, as I, your aging quarterback gets up there, I do agree age. though. And I bring up undisputed a lot when I talk about sports because I listen to it almost religiously, like every night, dude. Yeah, like it's good. It's great. It's real good. Shannon talked about. Shannon Sharp was talking about he because Skip's like he got no weapons around him, you know. Uh, basically kind of making the point I am, and Shannon's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Let's not forget Bill Belichick drafted Nikhil Harry. That was the first time in the 20 years he's been head coach, general manager of the Patriots, he's ever drafted a receiver in the first round, ever. He signed Antonio Brown. He had to let him go. That wasn't his fault. Antonio was was being Antonio. You know, like, that's not – he tried. He got him on the roster. Uh, Got Josh Josh Gordon. Gordon, You know, so he's – Mohamed Sanu, they tried Mohamed for. Sanu, yeah. So he's tried to put pieces around Sonny, Sonny Michelle. That was strictly bad scouting, right? Because yeah. if we go back, Sonny Michelle was the only running back taken in that first round, taken ahead of Nick Chubb, right? Uh, Chubb and Jacobs have worked out eons better than Sonny Michelle has. Right. And, hey, no, I'm not going to lie, though. When the Patriots picked up Michelle, I was like, yo, I thought Michelle was going to be that dude. Like, I thought... Everyone was, did. I thought I thought Chubb was the overrated guy. I did, too. So, I that was just a miss. But Belichick has been trying to get him weapons. It's not like he's doing nothing. Right, you know? yeah. I don't think anyone's saying that, either. No, plus... But plus, on top of everything else, it's just been a banged-up year. Uh, around a lot of the That's league. That's what it is. It's, you know, the teams that are getting blessed are blessed. And then the teams that get hurt are getting decimated, dude. Like... The Lions. The Lions. Stafford. Decimated. Yep. Stafford and all their receivers. Dude, the last game of the year, they had Kenny Galladay and then, like, literally four practice squad members starting. Yeah. Uh, the Eagles, Eagles, obviously. Seahawks. Yeah. Um, if you get banged up, dude, your team is, like, banged up this year. Yeah. Um, the the Panthers were banged up a lot this year. Yeah. But then if you're healthy, you're healthy. Like, dude, I don't think the Ravens had, like, one injury this year. Like, I'm serious. Yeah, I don't think so. Those guys were, like, fine yeah. all year. Yeah, uh, they were. The Niners, uh, they dealt with some injuries, but for the most towards part... Towards the end of the year. Yeah. Yeah, towards the end of the year, they were really getting Mostly torn defense. Up. But, um, you know, hey, they, they mainly stayed pretty healthy, so... Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's just... Who uh, do you have in the Super Bowl if it's not Niners-Ravens? I don't. I have to say Niners Ravens just because that's what my, what my head is telling me. My gut is telling me something else, but I don't know. Like I can't, for some reason. See, that's what I can't pinpoint it. I'm the Niners or Ravens. One of them is going to make it, and one of them isn't. Right. I just. I think the same thing. I just can't. I can't decide. You know what I? Who. What I really want though. I really because we didn't get to have it earlier this year because he got hurt. I want Mahomes against Rodgers. 
If, if we can't get Niners Ravens, at least give me Mahomes and Rod, the passing of the torch. At least give me that. The two State Farm guys. <laughs> yeah. Because I, I was telling Steve, I don't know if you heard on the podcast a few days ago, but I mean, that's to me, that's the NFL's wet dream of a Super Bowl, ratings-wise. That's going to pull in the 110, 20 million. Mahomes Rodgers? Yeah, especially the Rodgers. I think effect. Mahomes, Mahomes Lamar. Well, they can't play in the Super Bowl. Oh, right, because they're both AFC. A, I mean, AFC Championship will get some ratings. Oh, because they're both AFC. So, and the NFC yeah. Championship will, too. I think it's going to be Packers-Niners again. No, yeah, it would be Mahomes. But if Rogers. we get Chiefs-Packers... Absolutely. Absolutely. Because Oof. you can't... Please. Mahomes-Wilson would be good, but I don't want to see the Seahawks in there I don't want to see Seattle there. Dude, care. that would be a good... I didn't even think about that. Yeah, Mahomes-Rogers. And I'm not just saying that because Packers and all that, but that, that, that would be, be cool. Yeah, I, That'd be really I cool. I think the Packers' defense is uh, very underrated. They yes. are one of the league's best, in my opinion. Those two Smith guys are just... I mean, them alone. But that would be a good matchup because I feel like their defenses and offenses are equal in almost every regard. Packers give them the slight edge in the running game and a little bit better of a defense. Give them a big edge in the running game. Aaron Jones got snubbed. I mean, he had 19 touchdowns all yeah, total this yeah, year. Yeah. I mean, he had more than one every game. Did he get snubbed, though? No. He didn't get a Pro Bowl or an All-Pro vote. Oh, he should have at least gotten the Pro Bowl. I mean, the All-Pro, I, I give him the All-Pro. Give him, give him a Pro Bowl. But he didn't even get the Pro Bowl vote. Well, or, you know, you, as a spot. What, so you give... Let's do this real quick. I would... Okay. So let's give... Give me your three best AFC and three best NFC running backs. Well, since, I mean, we're already in the NFC, so uh, I think Chris Carson was selected even though he got hurt. Chris Carson's there. Oh, he was. And Carson's good. Yeah, he had like 1,200 yards this year. Um... Trying to think, trying to think. Uh, I mean, Kamara's there. I don't think he had that great of a year. I think Elliott was another one of them. No, Elliott's no, 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 no. We're basing it off of this year. Yeah. So who would you give it to based off this year? Because I can't. Carson. You can't put Kamara in there this year. No, no. Statistically, hell no. he was awful. He was bad. He was bad. Um. Because I guess I guess you'd have to. Oh, absolutely. And McCaffrey's NFC. McCaffrey's number. Yes, McCaffrey. N- he's number There's one. There's no way. He's number yeah, one. Number yeah. one he's league. he's probably the best player in the NFL. So I'd probably do I'd probably do McCaffrey, Jones, and Carson. Yeah, I'm fine with that because I think Jones had a better year than Elliott, and Elliott's the one that got the vote. Uh, I think, Elliot, and that's just the Cowboys. I, th- I think the touch. See, but the thing is, people get lost in Elliott's yards and lost in Jones's touchdowns. Because Elliott had a fuck ton of yards. Because Jones did not have a lot of yards, and he didn't have big yards per carry. He yeah. was just a touchdown monster. He was. They know how to use him in the red zone. Honestly, I wouldn't... I wouldn't. No, dude. Aaron Jones... I don't even know if he's a top ten running back. Like, not statistically this year, just in terms of, like... Because I'd, I'd take... I'd take Derrick Henry over him, Leonard Fournette. Okay. I'd take... Oh, him. you take Fournette over him? This over year? Jones? Yeah. Dude, dude Fournette's evolving. He started uh, catching passes this year. I would take Fournette over him for sure. Okay. I'd take Fournette. I'd take Fournette, Henry, McCaffrey, Saquon, Zeke, Kamara. Um, Wait, you take Saquon and Kamara over Aaron Jones? No, again, not just this year. I'm saying like... This overall, is big picture. Overall. Oh, okay. I thought we were talking yeah, yeah. this year. No, no. This year, this year, Jones is probably like... Uh, he's probably top five. In terms of AFC... Okay, this year, if we did AFC and a NFC top five, number one is Christian McCaffrey. Yeah, McCaffrey. Number there. two is Derrick Henry. Yep. Number three. Oh, he might be number three, Aaron Jones. I feel like we are missing a lot of names. Like if we really thought about it, really sat down. Not over Aaron Jones though, because I mean, there's good guys that come to mind pretty quickly, like James Conner, Devin Singletary, but they're not over Jones. No. Um, 
Matt Breida, Tevin Coleman, they're not over Aaron Jones. No. Oh, Dalvin, Dalvin Cook. Cook. Dalvin Cook. Dalvin Cook. So, okay, there you go. There's your three for the NFC. Because yeah. my three for the NFC would be... And that's fine. That's fair. McCaffrey, Cook, and Carson. I don't know if I could put um, Jones. Again, it's just because of yards. I feel like everyone got lost in the touchdowns. Don't get me wrong. 19 is fucking... You're it's actually a ton of touchdowns. You're three, you're, you're three shy of cracking the NFL top 10 right there, I believe. You're two or three, so... Yeah, that's... Yeah. But, I mean... Yeah, I don't know. There's something about him I just... I don't know. That whole Packers offense to me, dude. I just... That Packers team, I can't... They haven't played a full game all year long, and that's no. what scares me the most. And I, and I went to the game in Santa Clara earlier this year, and it... You're not... Jesus gonna, Christ, man. You're not going to need... Oh, you went to the... Oh, 37-8? I did. Oh, dude. You're not it was gonna, bad. You're not going to need a full game against Seahawks, so you're going to need like a half. You're going to need, need a half. You're going to need one good half. If Packers can get out to like a 21-3 to halftime lead, they're fine. If they oh, score even, even another 17 touchdown, to I think they'll be okay. I think they can win the football game. Okay, who the... F- dude, who do you have on Seattle other than DK Metcalf? Tyler Lockett. I mean, yeah, but he's like, where has he been for like, weeks yeah, I, yeah, I don't know where he went. Yeah, so... Especially last week. I guess, dude, like, yeah, to... To not spend, like, hours on this topic, uh... Niners-Ravens. Yeah. Gotcha. But I think... I think so, too, but my fallback will be Chiefs-Packers, because that's what I want to see. That's fire. That yeah. doesn't have Niners or Ravens in it, though. It doesn't. You think the Packers beat the Niners in redemption? I always tell Steve this, and it's not just me talking shit because he's Niners on Packers. I really, truly, firmly believe teams come back for their revenge in the playoffs. Oh, yeah. The Chiefs beat the Texans this year. Texas could probably maybe come and get their revenge tomorrow. Same with Green Bay going back to San Fran where they got fucking embarrassed right before Thanksgiving. And, you know, they have won five, if they win tomorrow, six games in a row. I mean, they're on a roll. They could easily go in there and and if they figure it out, watch some tape, they're not going to get bounced like that again. It's not going to be a blowout in the NFC Championship. It's just No, no, no. If it's Packers, Niners, Packers are going to know what to do. They're going to fix a lot of stuff. They weren't ready for that game coming off a bye. And the Niners were red hot. It sounds like I'm making excuses. I just don't... I don't know. I don't know if they could beat them. It would take a whole lot to beat them in Santa Clara. But it's going to be a game. It's not going to be 37-8. You know it's why, just not. You know why, as a as a coach, I would be scared to play the Niners or Ravens? I don't know how to game plan against them. Like, I... If I'm sitting here and I'm like, how do I beat... How do I beat the Niners? I don't know, dude. Like, yeah. I wouldn't know how to attack them... From a defensive perspective, you have Breida, you have Coleman, and you have Mostert. Mostert is their third string running back who, like, boop, went up to first string. Yeah. Like, they're all first string worthy running backs in that offense. You have George Kittle, you have Debo Samuel. Best tight end in the NFL. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You have Emmanuel Sanders. Yep. Um, Steal so, of a trade. So it's like, how. They're loaded. You have to have a defense that is balanced enough to be able to stop their pass game and run game. You can't go in there and just blitz Jimmy G 50 times throughout the game because they'll have an adjustment. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then same thing for, for sure. Same thing for the Ravens. Dude, they average 200 and like 20 pass yards a game and 202 rush yards a game. They can do it all. They so, have Ingram. Yeah. If Lamar gets tired, give it to Mark Ingram, who's a top 10 running back, and, top 15 running back. And even their dude, they have Ingram. They have Hayden Hurst. They have Nick Boyle. Their tight ends are nasty. They have Mark, Mark Andrews, Andrews, Marquise Brown. Dude, yeah. They're they loaded too. Sneed, Every dude. position. Dude, Willie Sneed was one of Drew Brees' favorite targets for years. Like, there's yeah. a reason. He's a good receiver. Yeah, like, he's underrated. Dude, the reason I can't bet against the Niners and Ravens until uh, I just see him lose is because it's like, how the f- 
how are you, you know, the only time that I knew one of them was going to lose a game this year was when they played each other, because one of them has to lose. Yeah. And actually, they could have tied in that game, and they almost I, did. They could have, yeah. And, and like, if Tucker doesn't hit that, overtime's interesting. Like, the but Tucker's pa- great. So. The Packers, you can beat them. You can yeah. absolutely beat them, because it's like, their receivers, other than Devontae Adams, dude, you can, you can blitz Aaron Rodgers all day long and just match up one-on-one. And, like, Adams can't beat you by him. He's not that type of receiver to... He's not. Catch fucking 15 balls for 300 yards and three touchdowns. Like, yeah. There's no receiver like that, so... Yeah. Take him out the game, bro. You know, double-team him, man man up everyone else, and blitz the fuck out of Aaron Rodgers. Aaron is mobile, but he's getting older, and God forbid we see another thing happen where you, where he's got to roll out of the pocket 20 times in one game, and he breaks his goddamn collarbone because he keeps getting hit all game. Again. Like, or his knee, or just whatever the hell. There's, there's a way to beat them. The the Seahawks, are you kidding? The only way you gotta beat the Seahawks, bro, fuck that. Fucking load up the box. Yeah, and just you, stop number three, and you're fine. You force Russell, you, no, you force them to run the ball, dude. Marshawn Lynch is 33 years old. You fucking, dude, you come out there in like a dime package every time. With like six DBs, and you're like, yeah, you're not passing the ball today. You're gonna run it. Because you've got Robert Turbin... And Marshawn Lynch. <laughs> so, that's pretty easy. That's pretty easy. The Chiefs. They were doing what me and you do a few weeks ago. They just, exactly. just sit here. Yeah. This, <laughs> dude, Chiefs, same thing. Texans, same thing. Yep. Neither of them have a running game. Yeah. So, the Ravens, and oh, Titans especially, dude, you load up that box. You force Ryan Tannehill to win. Like, you do not. Dude, Derrick Henry ain't touching the ball more than 15 times today if I'm the fucking... He can't. Ravens. If yeah. I'm the Ravens, dude, you got to put, like, nine in that box, dude. He's fucking... The Patriots, bro. Look what you did to Tannehill. You hold him to 70 yards a pick. He's, he does nothing. He had eight completions. Nothing. Like... It was, like, historically bad. You got to still load, won. you got to load that box. You let Derrick Henry beat you, so... The biggest thing about Bill Belichick, the reason he's been able... Because I watch him, like... It fa- all that shit fascinates me, dude. Like, I love coaching. I love all of it. I love football. Yeah. Bill Belichick is able to win games because he eliminates players. Who's the best player on your team? He's done. He's not. It's like a boy. Yes, but yeah. he didn't do that against the Titans. Like, Derrick Henry was very available. Guy had 32 carries. <laughs> like, that's not. I like that. Very available. He was. He was. He was available. He was there. Yeah, he was. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I got to say Ravens, Niners. And give me fucking. Give me the Niners winning it all. Only not for the fan or any. I'm very logical. Like, that's. Even if the Colts were in the playoffs this year and they were still in it right now, I'd be like, dude, there's no way they're getting a, a win this weekend. Yeah. <laughs> like they're, right. They're bad. But uh, Shanahan, dude, he was on Dan Quinn's offense when the Falcons went to the Super Bowl. He, he knows was. what he's doing. Like, Shanahan's already, he's done here, he's done that. So is Jim Harbaugh. But Lamar, Lamar's played in one playoff game. Jimmy G hasn't been in the playoff game either, but he That's going to be interesting. He but was, we'll see. I think he was on okay. the bench with Brady. Like, dude, you're getting mentored by the number one quarterback in playoff history. So I got to give the edge to the Niners, and I think they, they edge it out. But it's going to be – honestly, dude, I, I, th- I don't see how it's not Niners and Ravens. I think it's going to be like game of the fucking, like, century. Like it's, <laughs> we're not going to see another game. Ooh, I don't know. It's going to be the best Super Bowl since uh, 28-3. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Patriots fans. Yeah. That For sure. Is, that game was nuts. That, that that's an all timer for sure. Dude, I was asking everyone what's your like moment of the decade in the NFL. So many people just totally forgot about that, and I'm like, 
Dude, Julian Edelman, we will never see anything like that. Between three guys, just... Any fucking... Yeah, boot, it's like, barely, like, yeah. What the fuck? You, you barely got it. Again? No. Yeah, so that, that's an all-timer for sure. I'm with you. Yeah. Uh, anything else, man? We're two hours. No. Almost on the dot. No, we're good. We're fucking... Blake's gonna come right back here on Monday. We're gonna get an episode on my podcast. Um, yep. So, I, two more days. Yep. Two more days. We will have yet another one. Hopefully with Stiz this time. If not, It'll be we'll still shoot the shit. But yeah, we'll still, Stiz will show for that we'll one. We'll still shoot it, but he'll, he'll yeah. be here. But, um, yeah, for sure. bro. Thanks for having me. So yeah, no I problem, I appreciate man. you. Yeah, this is fun. I didn't realize we were at two hours already, but I mean, hey, that's just how it that's goes That's how you here. know we got a good podcast. That's how you know. Yep. Yeah. If you guys have made it this far, thank you for listening. I appreciate you. Thank you for streaming, downloading, doing whatever you do. And I'll be back soon with my own stuff this week for the championship games in the NFL. And catch me on Eddie's podcast, the Eddie and Polsky Show, later on this week with me and Stiz. And have a good day.